0: Stay hidden.
1: Or we will not survive. Leave us alone. When the time comes, he must be trained. Like you trained his father. You still want Kenobi? He's gone. You've been looking in the wrong places. I want every lowlife and bounty hunter to
0: squeeze him. Here we go. Welcome back to the Film 89 Podcast. This is episode 82. I'm Sky. Hello there, podcasts. It's
1: me, Neil Gaskin, back to talk about Star Wars again.
0: Yeah, you are back. When were, you yeah. were, when were we last together on you mate? me? Uh, March? The Batman? Yeah,
1: it would have been the Batman.
0: The I Batman. Think, yeah, I missed, that. I missed the last couple of years. And tonight... At the request of many of our listeners, we're going to be giving you our thoughts on the latest Disney Plus Star Wars show, Obi-Wan Kenobi, which this week saw its sixth and final episode drop onto the streaming service. But Neil, before we start with our thoughts on Kenobi... You weren't able to make it for the episode that Richie and I did back in February on Disney's last Star Wars property, The Book of Boba Fett. So tell our listeners how you felt about that show and whether or not, following that, you were excited about The Kenobi Show. Well,
1: I said, you know, I wasn't that distressed that I missed the episode. I mean,
0: obviously I had to step out because of my various
1: humanitarian duties that I do around the globe.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but... Our listeners are fully understanding of that, Neil, and they're just grateful of the hard work that you put in for people far less fortunate than they are. Don't do it for the medals, mate. But it always appreciated.
1: Yeah. Um, being completely straight, I mean, Boba Fett was a complete uh, c- clusterfuck on it of a show. Mm-hmm. I mean, enough's been said already about the Power Rangers riding around on their mopeds and. Well, just basically the sort of dismantling of a, a sort of iconic character. It, it was how not to do it, wasn't it? So as I say, unfortunately, I don't like stepping out on the last minute, but all jokes aside, it was literally a case of I physically couldn't be there to do the episode. Mm-hmm. But um, it, it was won what I deeply regretted, because I don't know about you, but I get to the point sometimes where I'm just... I, if I haven't got anything good to say, sometimes I don't want to say anything at all.
0: Well, no, I think um, I think you and me and, and Richie have uh, certainly come to the sort of unofficial agreement that any topic that we do on this podcast if it's something that we feel obliged to do then we just go ahead and do it and sort of crack on as best we can but it does help us doesn't it if it's something that we feel passionate about either way and it doesn't necessarily mean there's something we like to look at the batman we had a lot of criticism about that film there was a lot of stuff we liked about it but we felt we had to cover it because it was the hot point of conversation with regards to films at that time, and also with huge fans of the Batman franchise in general. So that was our sort of momentum going into that episode.
1: Yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, going slightly off subject, i see a lot of criticism online now. Like, you have people, you know, especially YouTubers, are oh, they just sort of making money out of negativity and making money out of hate? And I actually saw one of your comments on a on a uh, on a feed before uh, a couple of days ago.
0: Oh, is that Facebook?
1: Yeah, I think it was. I can't remember. Yeah. But, you know, I was thinking, most of the time, the sort of guys that, that I watch anyway, yeah, there is a lot of sort of negativity, but it's justifiably negative. It's not yeah. a case of just picking holes in things for the sake of picking holes in them. And that's what I felt with Boba Fett. I mean, it, it, it really just gone into sort of fast territory for me. It wasn't bad, as in badly executed. It was just, everything about it was just like, well, how would you even think this was going to work? So I say, you know... Being completely honest, like I say, it was complete. That the mess of a show. A lot of the criticisms that you guys levelled at it,
0: I'd have just been echoing it. To be honest, yeah. Well, you know, obviously our listeners have heard Mind and Richie's thoughts on you know the book of Boba Fett, and it it just seemed to it wasn't even so much
1: no book, no book in a whole series.
0: No book. I didn't see any book at all. Yeah, miss selling of the product lied to from the start. Yeah. But my main problem with that show, aside from the stuff that it did regarding, like sort of the dumbing down of the Boba Fett character, is the undoing of all the good work they did at the end of season two of The Mandalorian, by having Grogu come back to The Mandalorian, and mm. it just seemed to me as if that was done because Disney realised that without Grogu, the toy sales are going to de- decline.
1: I know that's the cynical view, but... Yeah, the, the cynical view. I mean, anyone could sort of level back. I mean, the, other than the originals, um, well, let's call it episode four no, but I just call it the original. Um, th- you know, the, everything after that was geared towards toy sales, you could see. But, you know, like I've always said with stuff like that, yeah, you can sell products, you can sell endorsements, you can do whatever you want. As long as you've got a good story and people enjoy watching a the film, they're happy to buy those products. Yeah, But like you say, with Grogu, it does seem as if, Hmm, yeah, we're not doing a lot of uh, Boba Fett merchandise off the back of this because mm. there, was, there was one episode where it was basically just the the sort of series opener for the Mandalorian series three, really, wasn't it? You yeah. know, <laughs> ironically, that was the episode I enjoyed.
0: Yeah, and you know, a, a few months later now, we still don't know what the behind the scenes goings on were with, with regard to our show and how we ended up uh, having something that felt like it was just chucked together with very little thought for kind of story continuity and, and it just it looked shoddily done and like you say that things like that Vesper Chase and, and that whole gang and the, mo- the some modified <laughs> yeah and, and, and stuff which look you know it clearly was Robert Rodriguez having too much of a say in in, in what was going into it, you know, like the um, El Mariachi sort of spinning thing with a gun, which was yes. just laughable. It, little things like that completely pulled me out of the show and, and just made me think, well, why am I watching here? This is just...
1: It's quite strange, isn't it? Because like you say, if you get Roger, Robert Rodriguez, you know you're getting a certain style of action and, you know, sort of photography and direction, you know. Um, mm. and like It's a sort of a catch-22 because... I don't know if I was in a room with Catherine Kennedy, and, <laughs> and I, I was handcuffed to a table, so I couldn't throttle I to cut, that <laughs> out, cut, cut that bit out, cut that bit out. And she said to me, "We're trying to do something different. We're trying to sort of bring Star Wars forward." I'd have to accept that argument, but unfortunately, is well, you just haven't done a very good job of it. Unfortunately, mm. and that's that's the difference, isn't it? Yeah, I can see we took a gamble and it didn't work. And admitting to it. And I can also see we took a gamble. It didn't work. You don't like it because you're wrong. Mm. And that's, unfortunately, a lot of the time now what you get with um, sort of almost well, with Star Wars' you know, official Twitter account now is they're openly attacking people, aren't they? You sort of disagree
0: with them. They you? are. And you I, I had a beautiful um, bit of commentary regarding that about the fact that the person in charge of that Star Wars Twitter account, whether their response is against someone who isn't wording themselves in a a particularly great way. In fact, look, let's let's be honest, what what we're referring to here. Some person on Twitter, regular Twitter user, said something, was it words to the effect of, don't make Star Wars political. Yeah. And then the response of the official Star Wars Twitter account was to highlight certain things in Star Wars shows that aren't political, but what they thought this person was referring to. Now, first off, I think it was quite presumptuous to make assumptions as to what this person was referring to, because all they said was, don't make Star Wars political. They weren't specific. And then the things that the Twitter account was referring to aren't even really in Star Wars, as far as I'm aware. They were yeah. making reference to LGBTQ characters. Well, Star Wars hasn't really got any of them at the moment.
1: He did have two women kiss at the end of Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, if you look,
0: if you look. But, but let's be honest, that is literally just a little background moment. And if that is yeah. the extent of Disney's efforts to,
1: and obviously, that, that scene would have been cut out for China and various yeah. other countries, you yeah. know, because
0: you know they stand by what they're doing, don't they? Yeah, look, you know, <laughs> let's, let's be honest, Disney can make all the comments like that they want, but. You know, I don't think they're making any efforts to make Star Wars uber inclusive with regards to things like LGBTQ plus characters, because, like you say, they are they are also worryingly mindful of other international audiences and the fact that they may object to such stuff. Because ultimately, yes. and ultimately, they are there just to make money. But to be so high and mighty when they respond into a you know a Twitter account like that and don't belittle your fan base, whoever they are, because what they should be doing they're, they're making yeah. mass appeal entertainment or entertainment with a broad appeal now when they go out of their way to belittle any of their followers anyone at all they run risk of alienating everyone who agrees with such comments that should you really be making star wars overly political because and people say yeah but star wars has always been political well has it has it actually i
1: I think it's the the, the definition of the word political because yeah i mean you, you could you could say yeah it's involved politics and sort of you know uh, power struggles and, you yeah. know, hierarchies and stuff like that. Yeah, I can accept that. But I think when he was saying political, he was probably, I, I'm only assuming, I, I read that as don't do it for a political agenda. That's right. Put Story first, maybe, yeah? Story yeah. first. And that, that's, a, that's a strange path, isn't it? Because you, you get it with a lot of stuff now. Where it's, I can remember when I was like sort of 16, 17 working in retail. And it's like quite often I wanted to tell rude and arrogant customers just to fuck off. Yeah. But it's not, how you, it's not what
0: you say, it's how you say it, isn't that's it? That's right. You know? Because you are re- you're a representative of that organisation you're working for.
1: Yeah. Now, you'd think with a company as big as Disney, that there would be some sort of look where we're not really worried about someone saying something to us on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> plus, plus there's, there's probably enough people who are going to respond to that anyway. Exactly, and do the work but, for them. Exactly. If I was Disney, and being completely honest, I'd sit back and watch the money roll in because I'd watch yeah. these people argue, and I'd watch that tweet get shared three three million times, and whether it was good or whether it was bad, I'd pass zero comment on it and just say, "Well, the people have spoken." You know. So what if comment. it was?
0: Right. What if? What if Neil? It was just some random person on Twitter tweeting to the Star Wars account saying, "I'm not happy with the quality of writing of the Star Wars shows of late." What would their response have been to something like that?
1: Yeah, that's that's the, that's the thing, isn't it?
0: You Would know, they have um, gone out of their way to shoot that person down when they're offering their opinion on something? Well,
1: it, well, you know, in fairness, I mean, we're jumping the, the gun a little bit here, but this is kind of what they were doing with the Kenobi series with Moses Ingram, wasn't it? They, you know, the week before anyone had even seen the character, they yeah. were all, already saying, if you don't like this character, you're either a, a sexist, a racist, a bigot. You know, you'd hmm. choose, 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 choose your insult, really, wasn't it? You
0: know? <laughs>
1: yeah. It does seem a strange way of doing
0: it. Yeah. No, if there was anyone that was sending messages to Moses Ingram, and I believe they they said it was via Instagram because you you can't message anyone via Twitter unless they're following you, as yeah. far as I'm aware. So if they were sending anything that was in any way abusive and certainly racist via Instagram, then those people are just they need to be dealt with accordingly.
1: It seems strange to me that Disney was
0: preempting that.
1: Yeah, because if you're doing that the week before
0: anyone's seen the show, yeah,
1: you're basically like, let's be honest, right? If if you don't like a show or if you don't like a character, and I'm sure people could pull out numerous times when I've openly sort of berated people's acting skill. I'm not saying anything about it at the moment. I'm just yeah, saying yeah. just in general. Yeah. If you don't like someone's acting ability, or if you don't like the character they play, or you don't like the writing, or whatever like that, that's great. If you don't like it because a person's a certain colour, or a certain gender, yeah. or a certain background, or a certain sexuality, you're really gonna have a look at yourself. Exactly. you—if <laughs> you, know, you do the week before anyone's even seen that mm. character,
0: yeah,
1: you're throwing out a gauntlet to morons, basically, aren't you? Yeah. You're saying, "Come and come and attack us."
0: Yeah, and you know, I—I I haven't seen anyone make any comments like that publicly, and. You know, I think with certainly with a platform like Twitter, you make any comments that's of a racial nature like that, you automatically can have your account suspended straight away. I haven't seen anything like that on Twitter. I haven't seen anything like that on Facebook. But before we go into yeah talking about the show in general, because this then is leading into what a lot of people have been saying about the show, let's keep our cards on the table, and let's just go back to our expectations going into this show. After the book of Boba Fett, and based on the trailers for Kenobi, how were you feeling, Neil, about this show before it started?
1: Um, I saw the, uh, I can't remember, because I think they did two or three trailers, I can't remember which one it was. Uh, but a good friend, the late Jim Cole, sent it, something it to us on our chat group. And I think my immediate reaction when I watched it was, this actually looks like it's been really well done. Yeah. And then my next thought was, I wonder how they're going to fuck this up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Certainly you and I were quite positive about it. I liked what I saw from probably, I think it would have been maybe the second trailer. It looked well put together. I liked the tone of it. I liked the fact that from the trailer, it was showing quite a bit of that planet that we go to, I think in the, the second episode, which I'll refer to as the Blade Runner planet because of all the neon that was there. Yeah, I liked the fact that we were hopefully going to be seeing... I didn't want Kenobi being based on Tatooine. There's far too much Star Wars stuff. What's that line that Luke says in the original? You know, if there's a bright center of the galaxy, then this is the planet this father's from. Well, clearly not, because yeah. everyone tends to gravitate towards Tatooine.
1: I, I think it's just that like, they have spent so much money <laughs> making, making the sound stages and the the, yeah. and the the VFX they use, the new system they use of doing it, which you know it looks great. I'll give them that. I mean, many scenes in the Mandalorian. When I found out that one filmed on location, I was astounded. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah it's getting to the point now where I kind of seen enough open desert. Yeah,
0: you me know. And I
1: think it's a, I think it's a similar. It's a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. A galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> not,
0: yes, yeah. There's not, there's numerous, not a handful of the same old planets.
1: Yeah, there's numerous places we can go here, guys. Do you yeah. know what I
0: mean? <laughs> it's like we've had nothing like that with any of the other planets. It ne- it's never felt like we've t- played or, or spent too much time on Coruscant, or, or Hoth, or, yes. you know, it, it's always Tatooine, and it's like, ah, oh, please, just stop. So anyway, this show, am I right, Neil, it takes place 10 years after the events of Revenge of the Sith and yeah, you know, Order was... 66.
1: Yeah, I think it was supposed to be 10 years after, yeah. wasn't it? Because I see Leia was referred to as being a 10-year-old several million times, wasn't she?
0: The, the first episode, then, um, imaginatively titled Chapter 1, <laughs> It opens with a flashback of the aforementioned Order 66 with some of the 501st clone troopers. Well, you had like a sort of recap first of the, of the, the prequels, did The recap, you? of course, yeah, you had, yeah. Just in case you've never seen Star Wars before, and this is your point of entry. Why the hell that would be, I don't know. But just <laughs> in case. It's
1: really strange. This is thing. something
0: Star Wars has never done before, is it? It's never done it before.
1: It's only it made the prequels look really good. <laughs>
0: yeah. The, 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 the film's open with an opening crawl that brings you up to speed, and that is about it. Yeah. You certainly don't have you know, a minute and a half or two-minute long sort of amalgamation of everything that's happened up, up until this point. And, yeah, like you say, the prequels were edited together to look...
1: Yeah. We, were recently, we were recently speaking to someone, when we? They we were saying their wife had never seen any of the Star Wars films, and we were all astounded, like, how could you possibly not see Star Wars? But, you know, I accept that people out there who haven't seen Star Wars, but I don't think for a second they were like, yeah, there's Obi-Wan Kenobi show. I'll give it a go. Watch
0: the recap. Yeah, I'm in. <laughs> yeah, and I think out of any franchise... Now, any franchise, Neil. If you're if you're going to be assuming that your audience is up to speed in general with the story you're about to tell, if it's going to be any franchise that's got that going for it, it's going to be the Star Wars one because it is the most probably the most well known franchise that we've currently got active at the moment. That you know certainly one that's got an ongoing story. <laughs> it's quite a strange. It was choice, a strange right? choice, wasn't it? Yeah. So anyway, after that little opening montage. Uh, we, we have that flashback to um, events that, that happened around about the um, the time of uh, Order 66, and we see some of the, the the Jedi younglings getting attacked by the 501st. Now, obviously, at this point, we don't know that one of those younglings is a young Reaver, but Neil, didn't you call it? <laughs> I, I think it was like the
1: most obvious thing in the world. Like you called it us.
0: straight away, didn't you?
1: Yeah, it was a quite. It was quite a quite under the nose sort of thing. It was like, all yeah. oh, right, okay, there's there's one black female that survives this assault.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. From there, we obviously jump forward ten years. Obi Wan is now on Tatooine. He's living in a cave. Um, he's and quite understandably, when you're living on a desert planet, it's going to be quite hard to come by food. So makes sense. He's got himself a day job. Yeah, and there's like this um looks like a giant manta ray or something, doesn't it, that has sort of um, found its way to the desert?
1: To the middle of the desert. Middle of the you desert. Know, I suppose it could be some sort of, like, you
0: know, space-faring space s- uh, animal, maybe?
1: Yeah, it could be. I don't know. I don't know how, how it ended up there, but whatever.
0: They've set up a little... Um, what would you call it, in here? It's like It's kind of like an outdoor pop-up restaurant, except...
1: It was, no. Yeah, it was like Yoshushi, you know, Yoshushi Tatooine brunch on there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> It looked delicious, in fact. Yeah, so they, they're cutting up <laughs> these...
0: You know, nice looking chunks of tuna and whatever, and, uh, and Obi-Wan is is he's stashing a little piece away at the end of the day, just so he yeah. can feed his uh, four-legged uh, creature that looks like a leftover from episode two. How many times do we see him going back there and doing that exact same thing? It's at least three, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I think they were trying to show the sort of monotonous nature of his existence, weren't they? Yeah,
0: and I think by the time we got there, got there the third time, I think we got the point, didn't we? Because I'm thinking at that point, we've only got six episodes of this. Yeah, it did seem it did seem a rather slow burn for six episodes. It does did seem like you've got a lot of story to tell, and you're just showing us the same thing over and over again. And at that point, I think that's when my alarm bell started going off, and I was thinking, "Oh, how much of this show is going to be filler? How much of it is going to be excess padded out?" That 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 was how I perceived that. And then we had the concern that well, if Young Luke is on Tatooine and Obi Wan is, is there looking after him. We don't want him to have any interactions with Luke because by the time he comes to Star Wars or or A New Hope, as it's now known, he only knows vaguely of this old hermit that lives out in the Dune Sea, you know, Ben Kenobi. But then, another little curveball, it turns out that the impetus to get Obi-Wan Kenobi off Tatooine is the fact that Leia is the target. (sighs) (laughs) And here we go. Here we go.
1: In fairness, they hid that well in the in, the, in They the did, not they? They did. You know, that's, that's good that they didn't do a reveal with
0: that. You know, um. They give with one hand, as in they make Luke not the focus of it, and then they take away with the other by making Leia the focus. Now, my interpretation of the stuff in episode four, A New Hope, is she knows of him through her father or her adopted father, Bail Organa, and she even says... You served alongside my father in the Clone Wars. But there was obviously a line that George Lucas deleted where he says, and also you rescued me from space pirates and we went on a bit of a fun adventure for a couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, do you remember when when Flea for the Red Hot Chili Peppers? Peppers was chasing
0: (laughs) me through the forest. and uh, Rather badly. (laughs) uh, Turns out that Reva, one of the Inquisitors, who we now know to be one of those children in uh, Order 66 on uh, Coruscant, one of the the, the Jedi younglings, she is now an Inquisitor. Mm. And she hunts Jedi devoting yourself to this religion and then you get beaten and then you flip sides quite easily and say yeah i'm gonna go and hunt my former you know compatriots in fairness
1: if you took someone at a young age and sort of brainwashed them for better terms i could see that happening and that is actually the basis for a really great story yeah but we
0: see none of that do we we see none of how she was turned that might
1: be the problem yeah
0: Mm. Just imagine, Neil, just imagine with a little bit more thought that went into the writing if this show had more of a flashback structure. And we actually had the parallel story of what's happening now with what happened, you know, 10 years ago when she was captured and she was turned. Because I think that'd have far more value to the story than it would the eventual surprise, in inverted commas, of us finding out that she was that Jedi youngling, which... I think most of us, you know, we we all worked that out think, pretty early Yeah, down.
1: I think it was pretty impossible not to uh, not to worry about that one nailed. It was it was quite a was quite a strange sort of way of setting it up, really, wasn't it? Because I say you had the Inquisitors and you had the Grand Inquisitor, which again, you know, you could argue that Disney did a great job with it, the trailer because it looked as if you know this Grand Inquisitor was going to be the sort of big bad, if you liked. Yeah. And then, you know, I think it was, it was the episode one or episode two. She killed him off, didn't she? And, you know, inverted commas, killed him off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, it was quite a strange choice to sort of go that way. But like I say, you could say, well, you know, we're, we're keeping the story pure. We're You know, we're not giving too much away. Or you could look at it as, are you trying to sell me something that isn't going to happen? Yeah. And, unfortunately, if the writing's good, I'd be sitting here praising everything that they did in those trailers when the, what we ended up with I cannot but think there was a bit of false advertising because mm-hmm. the show looked quite good <laughs>
0: <laughs> or oh, you're playing those hands close to your, t- your chest though, there, yeah right so Riva and the Inquisitors they come to Tatooine because they hunt in Jedi and Reva in particular has some uber grudge with Kenobi now did I miss the bit where they explain how they've tracked him to what's supposed to be one of the most remote planets in the Star Wars universe? Because it seems that, you know, like we said, every show since the original trilogy or every film has to visit Tatooine.
1: Perhaps perhaps it's that obvious, perhaps anything you want to do like that, if, you, you know, if you're a bounty
0: hunter or if you're an inquisitor, yeah, go just, go, just go to tattoo. Yeah, go there first yeah. and work your way out then, isn't it? I
1: would, imagine, I would imagine it's quite a big planet, you know, it's, it's, it's the equivalent of me saying, right, I'm going to find you and then go into Edinburgh. The chances of me running into you, you're going to be pretty slim, aren't they? No. Yeah. But, yeah, there was no, again, no explanation given...
0: It, well, they may have been, nil. They may have been, there, uh, and we may have missed it, because I think, is it right with that we've only seen each episode once?
1: Yeah, I've only watched them once. But yeah. let's be completely honest, there should have been some sort of payoff. I think you should work on the assumption that most people are going to watch the episode once. Yeah. You know, there should have been... I'm not saying you have to nail it to the wall, but there should be something, you know, even if it's a little throwaway line where you go, oh, right, okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, it's on Tatooine, and then they're... Um... How can we we say it? Um, Questioning the locals. Reaver chops her hand off some poor, innocent bystander, a woman who was no threat to her, chops her hand off.
1: For no reason at all No reason at all. It was like, do you know where Jedi's are? No. I'm going to cut your hand off then. Yeah. It's like, well, hang on a sec. Your job as an Inquisitor, I would imagine it's not like... You know, they're not just running national campaigns for inquisitors because anyone can do it. Therefore, I would imagine the Jedi are quite sort of stealthy in their sort of hiding away. Yeah. So just randomly chopping off some old lady, and it was a little, little old lady as well. Yeah. Just a little old lady. It just seemed to me like as if we're going to show you how bad she is straight away. Yeah. And they just did it in such a ham fisted way. If it had been someone who had said, you know, I'd never give it the Jedis because the Jedis were, you know, they, they, they were the, the ones shining light in this universe and you Bastard, bastards you did the, you know, the Empire and stuff mm. like, okay, yeah, I'll go with that. Well, it's like some old lady just goes, no, I don't know any Jedi. She just chops off her hand.
0: So it was a bit excessive. <laughs> and I think, Neil, didn't we? We'd already by this point, we knew, or we had formed quite a confident opinion that Reaver was going to be redeemed.
1: Without a shadow. Without we're not the only ones. Doubt, without a shadow of doubt.
0: Months ago, there was a very popular YouTuber was doing a live stream, and they were talking about the the first or the second trailer for the Kenobi show. So this is months before the show was dropped. And they said in that live stream, I guarantee that that female Inquisitor character will be redeemed by the end of the show.
1: Well, I, I, I can go one better than that because there was ever certain YouTubers. As I say I'm not going to... Not that I'm not giving them any uh, kudos. I just don't want them to be openly attacked. Because uh, that seems to be the way nowadays. Yeah. Um, who literally, basically, almost leaked that and said, you know, word for word, what was going to happen in the finale with Reva and Luke. Now, what you got to think is these YouTubers, they're not working on the set. They, you know, and I would imagine, I mean, I know some of them earn really good money, but they're not the Hollywood Reporter.
0: No.
1: they're not. They're not Vanity Fair.
0: No, they're so, not getting. They're not getting fed insider information. So yeah, we knew that she was going to get redeemed or, or we were fairly confident that she was Well, let's, let's,
1: let's be completely honest and let's just lay this card on the table straight away. The the new laws of Hollywood or the rules the rule, of Hollywood. We'll
0: call, them, we'll call them the rules.
1: Yeah, the rules of Hollywood says basically that any female character has to have some sort of redemption and you could look across the mcu with this as well now well we, yeah. we've, had, we've had the falcon and winter soldier we've had wonder one division and doctor strange 2 the clusterfucker madness yeah the the you know and i could go on you know i could go on with you know ever shows yeah because done. it
0: seems unless you us use wonder as a good example there neil You can do all the horrendous things. You can go go to Karmataj and you can slaughter people by the dozen. You can jump from reality to reality and and kill people uh, at will. And at the end, you can be redeemed, but you have to be the architect of your own demise. As long as there's no one else killing you or, or stopping you then well, that's if, fine because if, that's within... When you, say,
1: when you say no one else, as long as there's no one else who identifies as a
0: male. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, yeah.
1: yeah.
0: And, you know, people might think, oh, no, no, there's, there's no basis in why you say no. These are cast iron rules which Disney in particular are now bound to follow. And if you want any evidence of it, all you have to do is watch every single piece of entertainment they put out in the mcu and star wars or since Endgame.
1: yeah it just seems really strange that I, I, I listen like like i've said before with all you guys on the chat i mean i'm the only one on the chat with all parents but i'm the only one on the chat that hasn't I've, you know i've got sons i haven't got daughters i can understand you know we need you know young females to watch this and realize they can do anything and I, you know i'm groovy with that i also think that young males should be able to watch things and think they can achieve mm-hmm. anything or they can be heroic
0: what they're doing is, I think, is they're robbing female characters of an interesting story and the hero's that, journey because none of them can have any sort of that's hardship.
1: Exact, that's exactly what I was going to come to. It, it just—it just seems everyone now we're not saying anything new here. We're not saying anything, you know, widely. controversial. No, yeah, no. every show just seems to be a Trojan horse. Yeah. For we're going to use a popular character or a popular title, and then we're going to subvert your expectations. And make it all female, or we're going to make it—you know—or the, the the lead character is not going to be actually the lead character; it's going to be a female character. I, listen, I'm all for that, but like you say, you're completely robbing. If you look at Rebus' backstory, there—if it, like you said—if if this has been done properly, yeah, this character would have been someone you'd have—they'd have almost become the anti-hero straight away.
0: Yeah, you exactly. Know? Yeah, if if they'd taken the time to, because the point that we are trying to make and and maybe not making it as as sort of firmly as as we could is we grew up with films with strong female characters that we loved. We grew up with the Sarah Connors, the Ellen Ripleys, the Princess Leias and we loved them but they were well written and they were characters that had adversity to overcome. They were characters with flaws. They were characters who made mistakes. They were characters who had self-doubt, who had weakness and because of the stuff they were faced with, they grew stronger and they overcome or overcame those things to become stronger people. We're not seeing that with these female characters.
1: If you use the parallel, Captain Marvel, Captain America.
0: Exactly. Captain yeah. America is your you know, he's a scrawny little guy that has to fight to get in the position where he's given that super soldier serum. Yeah. He has no. to join he has to enlist in the army and he has to show that he's got the guts and determination to be someone that is suitable for Dr. Erskine's project. Whereas Carol it, Danvers, it's just,
1: you she's know, it, already
0: it, it, got the powers at the, at the beginning of the film. And well,
1: yeah, but even with that, you could you could argue that you know is is there much difference between what he went through to get power and is there much difference between what she went through to get power? It's probably not. You know, I mean, she gets a blast from you know uh, an Infinity Stone or whatever. What, what was yeah. it? it? Was it was yeah, it wasn't Infinity. It was stone. a space what, was, stone. Yeah, it was a space stone. You know, he, he gets given the super serum, but the opening of Captain America, like you say, you see this little scrawny guy who just wants to do good. He comes from a deprived background, you know, but he's still fighting to be better. Yeah. The opening to Captain, well, not the opening, but the sort of backstory that we get for Carol Danvers is, you know, you'll never do anything. You're a girl. I'll I'll show you. Yeah. 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 And, it, it, it just takes away from the character. and like I say, with with the reverb character in this. Now, if anyone... Listen, I, I, I'm i going to be completely honest. Moses, uh, was Moses it Ingram, yeah. It might be a fantastic actress. I've never seen her in anything else, so I'm not going to knock her personally. It was a poorly executed character. It was a poorly written character. Yeah. And i got to be honest, whether it's through direction or whether it was just what was on the written page... Basically, she's just conveying emotion by pulling a stern face and shouting a lot. If anyone wants to take that the wrong way, I will give you this example. Go and watch Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro, I think, is one of the finest actors who's ever graced a silver screen. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Taxi Driver, Ray Bull Heat. These are some of my favorite films. Copland, you know, his little cameo in Copland. You know, he always steals the show. Like.
0: yeah.
1: And then I will also name numerous of her stinkers where Robert De Niro has been fucking awful in it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So if anyone wants to think that I'm knocking her performance, I'm not knocking her as an actress. I'm knocking her performance in this show. And And I will say she's a poorly executed and poorly delivered
0: character. And Neil, I think you're right in the assumption that it's the direction and the writing because there's one scene later on where she nails it and it's not in the stuff she's saying. So it's not in the script. It's the way she's saying it and it's when... She stood at the other side of that, that blast door, talking to Obi-Wan. She lets her guard down. She shows vulnerability. And it's at that point when she lets on the fact that she's after the, the Jedi or the, who who betrayed all Jedi and slaughtered her young friends. It's that scene where I thought, there she is. She's got it. She's acting. She's emoting. Show us more of that. Yeah, Because when she showed vulnerability, she showed true character.
1: Yeah, and that's the other side as well. I mean, you, you could you could name countless actors where they're very good at a specific type of role. It's very it's rare you get a character who can do... I let's use Robin Williams as a, an example of that. You can watch Robin Williams in Miss Doubtfire and laugh at him. You can watch him in One Hour Photo and be terrified of him, you know? know. So, but other actors are, pick a lane and stay in it. Perhaps he's very good in other roles. I don't know, but like I say, the... I'm not going to criticize her. I'm going to criticize the character and the portrayal of the character that I yeah. would show. Well, I didn't think the character was any good. I just thought, like I say, it was just basically bad person, turns up, shouts a lot, tortures mm. innocent people.
0: Yeah.
1: And it was always in the back of my mind. How are you going to write this that so I can forgive this person and actually get on board with this person? Yeah. And unfortunately, I didn't. You know, even when I found out the backstory, even when we got to the conclusion, I won't go too far, but even when we got to the conclusion, I was like, "All oh, right, You still mm-hmm. shot that old lady's hand off, though, didn't you?
0: Yeah. <laughs> right, now, somehow, Reavers discovered that Kenobi's got some connection to Bail Organa, and she decides to arrange for the kidnapping of his daughter, in the hope that it'll bring Kenobi out of hiding. Now, Bail Organa has the resources of an entire planet at his disposal. Yeah. he was charged with looking after Leia. Hell, he even volunteered. He actually volunteered, didn't he? But no. He enlists the help of one solitary hermit on some planet light years away. Something that Reva conveniently predicted. So, you know, even that is just... I mean, know, we're, never, right we, a, we were,
1: we we're never really given any sort of reason how she knew this connection. B- because the plot says so. Yeah, it was just like basically, oh, yeah, because she's seen Star Wars, or she? It, there was no reason. Yeah. Going back to that kidnap scene, like I say... But just that little kidnap scene. Come on, let's talk about that. Oh, you've got, the, the, La- you've got the, the, Leia. The chase through
0: the woods with flea. Yeah, oh.
1: I've, got, I've got a six-year-old at the moment. Um, Leia, who's supposed to be 10, looked younger than the six-year-old. He yeah. was r- running around like a little toddler. And somehow evading three mercenaries, Hmm. and there was that one bit where they were running away, and she ran under a tree, and then the the, the branch sort of. But the branch didn't even spring back. It did the branch. She ran under a branch, and the person was like, "Oh no, I can't get past this tree." And I was like, "I wonder if this is going to be a recurring theme now, where people can't get past really obvious pathways to inanimate objects." Yeah. And there was another scene with a laser gate where, yeah, that was obviously a running scene yeah, throughout the yeah. show. <laughs> oh,
0: and Neil, one one other little thing that points back to Disney's slavish adherence to, in inverted commas, the rules. Don't forget the scene of young Leia putting a bully of an older cousin in his place.
1: Well, obviously she had to because. She had you to.
0: Know. Even now, though it had nothing, it serviced the plot in no way.
1: If we're talking about characters as well, let's talk about young Princess Leia. Because for me, again, I I am not knocking the actress. I accept that she's a young performer, and I think she actually did a decent job. However, the character of Leia, for me, should have been a spoiled brat.
0: Yes, you should have instantly not liked her, and then later on...
1: Yeah, now, the whole thing of the hero's journey... Yes. Even if we weren't given the hero's journey in this, we could have gone and looked at those experiences she took, and she evolved to become the Carrie Fisher iteration, if you like. Yeah. From... The opening gambit now is, you've got this daughter that you know is Daffy. Well we didn't know his Daffy. You knew it was Anakin Skywalkers. you know they knew there was like Sith you know interest in his yes, adopted daughter. Yeah. And plus the other side of it is, even if you didn't have this, she's a princess. Hmm. I'll just let her wander off into the woods on her own. Yeah. Now let's look at our royal family for a second. How often do you think around forests around Windsor Castle? You just happen to bump into one of the, the the small children now, one of the Queen's grandchildren.
0: Yeah, but Neil, none of them are as clever and resourceful as young Leia, are they? But but even if they were,
1: <laughs> would you would you not? Can you not? You know, if this is someone had kidnapped Luke, like uh, some Tuscan raiders or whatever kidnapped Luke,
0: yeah, <laughs> I could kind of understand that. Luke only had two people looking after him, or three if you count Kenobi.
1: But that was the whole point of the, of the, of the ending of the Revenge of the Sith. Right, we'll take Leia to this highly guarded royal palace. Yeah, exactly. We'll hide Luke in the middle of nowhere, but we'll put the last real remaining Jedi sort of master there to look after him. Yeah. <laughs> Not only does this show discount the fact that a member of the royal family who is 10 years old is allowed to go off wandering into the woods oh. they also then say and what we'll do is her secret twin brother will take the person away who's looking after him yeah at no point did anyone think oh hang on perhaps Darth's clicked onto this
0: exactly <laughs> anyway, it's a very strange choice He was and Kenobi magically traces Leia's captors to what you know we'll call the Blade Runner planet
1: Rich pointed this I've got to be honest I, I, I'm going to say I did actually think it but Rich pointed it out so I'll give him the credit for this when Lucas uh, George Lucas did uh, it was a Star Wars Underworld series he wanted to do, wasn't it? Yes. And mm-hmm. some of the sort of test screenings for our test shots for that, there was very similar to that planet, and it was also like a nice touch there. There was one scene where the, the stormtroopers were walking down the sort of main sort of like high street, if you like, with all the sort of neon signs, and I thought I've seen that before, and it was it was in that test footage that Lucas had done for Star Wars Star Wars Underworld. Right. So you know it was good. Yeah. You know, Good points with that. I mean, I, you, give him a little bit of kudos for that. But yeah, amazingly how and this was the thing as well. Kenobi then went to go and get her, dressed in his Jedi robes.
0: He made and no like, attempt to hide the fact
1: he's a Jedi. bear in mind now, this is what I'm doing now, right? I'm in, I'm in the story writing meeting. I'm sat there and I'm pitching this to you and McGregor, and I say, in this show, you're gonna wear space jeans if you like. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, your, your hair's gonna be dressed know, you're like a have, pilot. You're gonna, yeah, you're going to have a buzz cut.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? You're not going to have any... You'd be clean-shaven. Yeah, you're going to look totally not like Alec Guinness and totally not like the Obi-Wan Kenobi you've played. That's right. Yeah, because you're in stealth mode, mate. You've, yeah. you've renounced the Jedi ways, if you like, but you, you, keep it, you keep it under wraps. You would do anything not to reveal you're a Jedi because mm. A, there's going to be a massive price on your head, and B, if you get caught, you give away those children. Of course. He's walking around, getting onto, well... Well, but let's call it like a space bus, if you like, or a space train. Yeah. And as as he walks up to the security guy, who's
0: like, you know, tickets, please. He shows he, his lightsaber. He
1: just robe and shows his lightsaber.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I I was a gog yeah. of that, but I was I was just you no, know, I I was pretty jawed when he uh, when he 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 made no effort at all to hide the lightsaber.
1: You know, you want to subvert your expectations. That's great. Do it correctly. Do it cleverly. Hmm. Yeah? yeah. Kenobi has to use his skills, his guiles, to to, to, you know, to find Leia. Sure. Kenobi looks like nothing like what you'd expect him to look because you know the end result with this is you know he becomes a Jedi again, and yeah. then he's allowed to then he's allowed to dress like Anna Guinness Then
0: yeah, mm. yeah. <laughs> so then on that planet he meets Haja El Estri, played by Kumail Nanjiani, from one of our favourite films from 2021, The Eternals. <laughs> And we have a pretty, gotta say, Neil, a pretty lame rooftop foot chase. Now this is hardly the level of quality you'd expect from something that's being made by a studio as big as Lucasfilm. It just looked looked lame.
1: And um, yes, yeah, Kenobi was slowly running across the rooftops. Reva was could do parkour because obviously she's Reva. And then again, it seemed to be like this this trained sort of ex Jedi, now Sith inquisitor, who could do parkour. Couldn't catch a 10 year old, no, because I think the rules say now that yes, we have to empower this character, but then mm, we have to also empower le- <laughs> Lately. Yeah, so as the boss. rules
0: contradict themselves, don't <laughs> they?
1: They cancel each other out,
0: yeah. don't they? <laughs> yeah. So they escape, and Reaver then runs the lead inquisitor through with a lightsaber and kills him. Yeah, kills him dead, mm, dead yes. as you would be if you were run through by a lightsaber, like Qui Gon Jin. We saw that.
1: Yeah, like like Qui-Gon Jin, uh, or even like the titular character that we've got from the original film, Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know the, I know the robes just fell on the floor, you know. I don't think Lucas was, you know, yeah. on board Cannon at that time, but it was pretty safe to assume he was dead, wasn't it? Yeah. He was dead, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so after that, I think we're on to the third episode now, and right, why did they go to that planet, the one where they have uh the what we'll call the truck journey?
1: Um, right, okay, so Kamal Naji had sent them to uh, you know, a sort of get out jail card because again, he was posing as a Jedi and was obviously a confidence trickster. Yeah. He was actually a confidence trickster who was saving people.
0: Although he was he was more of your sort of
1: anti hero, wasn't he, from the start. So Well well no, because he was generally saving people who were photosensitive. sensitive yeah, that, that of was established. Was, yeah. And I was I could understand if he was just sending everyone yeah. and selling himself as a Jedi, but because it was set up that he was some sort of trickster, he was a fraudster, you know, yeah. he was pre- pretending to be a Jedi, he had all the sort of bells and whistles, if you like, he was like one of those old fashioned um mediums they had in the nineteen twenties. He used to have it. like, you know, bits of like string pulling, you know, kettles off shelves and stuff while he were talking to you doing a supposed seance, like you know, the yeah. table the table and lift because they had a pedal underneath the chair underneath the chair or something. Yeah. And it was played like that. But it actually turned out that he was saving people. Yeah, And I was like, well, where in your writing decision do you decide, right, we're going to set this guy up as a fraudster, a trickster who's ripping people off, basically. And then the end result was he's actually sending him to a place of safety. Yeah. So why did he need all the bells and whistles then? It makes no sense at all.
0: Oh, I know. Hmm.
1: He's a confidence trickster. He's, he, he's selling you the scam, but you actually get the result you wanted. It's he's basically the equivalent of someone from Nigeria sending me an email saying my you know, if you send me your bank account details, I'll send you forty three million.
0: Yeah. And then me sending
1: me the bank account details and I get forty three million. Yeah. <laughs> it makes no sense.
0: No. It, it no, I know, I know. But they end up on that planet, they're supposed to meet someone, that person doesn't turn up. Um, and we and we get our first glimpse of of Hayden Christensen
1: coming back to show us what he got
0: from it from a distance, isn't it? Yeah.
1: No, I like that. I like this because, like, first of all, I thought, why is he seeing him? as a Jedi. And I was like, oh yeah, because he doesn't know he's Darth Vader. And I was like, yeah, that's good.
0: Well, yeah, of course, because at this point, he does know he's Darth Vader. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. All he knew, that Anakin was still alive.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. Did, so when he, did he know that Anakin was
1: still yeah, alive? Yeah. Riva told. Yeah. Reaver had told him, didn't she? She said to him. Oh, yeah. Anakin was still alive.
0: That's right. So told him, yeah, just before she ran through the Inquisitor, yeah. And I thought that's yeah, that's good, yeah. That's yeah, good. Yeah. I, say I expected
1: yeah, yeah. to see Darth Vader
0: stood in the distance. I was, oh, that's good, yeah. that's good. No, that was good, yeah. They did absolutely
1: nothing with that until I think it was episode five. Five, yeah. Where we had a little where we had a little flashback to Obi-Wan and Anakin's training sessions. Yeah, Hold that thought. We'll come back to that later because yeah. I've got a lot to say about that. Yeah,
0: right. <laughs> so, on that planet then, we've got that truck journey and not only do they get on the back of a truck that's clearly displaying the Imperial symbol, mm. but whilst they're on there, a couple of stormtroopers jump on, and they... Hang
1: on, I, hang on a second. It was driven by a
0: creature who you would best describe as a mole. A mole. So then, these stormtroopers, they don't recognise someone who's clearly dressed like a Jedi. The stormtroopers
1: get a lot of flack, and some of it's justifiable. They can't they at the side of a band or, you know They're just mindless drones, aren't they? Yeah. That. I would think even the stupidest person who's looking for a Jedi. What does a Jedi do? Well, they usually have long hair, strange beards, uh, weird robes, and a lightsaber strapped to their waist. And then you sat opposite someone who looks like a BG
0: in a, in a dressing gown. Yeah.
1: And the penny's not dropping. The space Jesus over here
0: might be a Jedi. And we're also looking for a young girl, a young princess.
1: Oh, I was going to say, uh, oh, that's a coincidence as well, because he happens to have a 10-year-old girl next
0: to him. <laughs> They're having a conversation as a, as, a, as a father and daughter, and then he slips up and he calls her Leia. Yeah, now I mean this this is this is Obi-Wan Kenobi. This is one of the last surviving Jedi. This is a guy that beat Anakin Skywalker in a fight. He's the one that had the high ground and beat right. him. Right.
1: Now take all that away. If you take away cuz I've seen people say, "Oh, you know, you, you just want to see Kenobi slaying everyone." Okay, yeah, fine, justifiable. This is also Obi-Wan Kenobi who found out about the clone army. Mm-hmm. Through investigation, that's right. he did. He's, he's got a bit of guile to him. He's not yeah. just some, he's not just some guy who can. He's really good at lightsaber. Fight. Yeah. Throughout the the prequels, afterwards as well in Episode Four, it's displayed that he's also he's almost like a secret agent. isn't He, he yeah, can go behind enemy lines. He can infiltrate pe- places. He can investigate things. Yeah. But no, he sat there and called a Leia.
0: Yeah.
1: Or was it? Be quiet, Leia.
0: <laughs> yeah, because. Uh... Because he's a fucking
1: moron now. because because
0: he's an established character. He's an established canon character. And this is why we have to
1: tear him down. I mean, you know, it was was so successful when Ryan Johnson did that with Luke Skywalker. I mean, not only did Mark Hamill sort of openly admit that he didn't Mm. like what was done with his character, but the fans reacted so well to it, didn't they? Exactly. The the fans looked at that and they were like, yeah, what I like doing is I like seeing a character that I've come to know and love, a character that I can't wait to see again, I love to see him be destroyed by a newer character who for some reason has the, is leveled up on everything that I've seen that person do and is far superior to him in every way, makes them look an idiot and then I'd like that person to actually be an idiot. And people react marvelously to this. I'm sure Disney and Lucasfilm have got focus groups and they, they sit down with people and they go through Twitter blogs and they watch YouTube and they go onto forums and they look on Reddit or whatever. And they go, wow, people really like when we do this. Let's do it again. Or is it just a case of
0: we're right, you're wrong? Exactly, yeah. Yeah. So where are we now, Neil?
1: Right. So he's, he's, he's revealed yeah. that Leo was his mother's was her mother's name. <laughs> So, oh, that's okay. We'll let that go.
0: <laughs> he gets, they get rumbled, and
1: well, they get rumbled because the mole turns out to be a mole. Mm. See what they did there?
0: Yeah. <laughs> and then there's a bit of a, a of a little shootout, and um, oh, it's when they get to the laser blockade, the, the roadblock. Mm. Oh. so after <laughs> taking out the stormtroopers, right? You've got this. Yeah, you've got this laser blockade there, and in the wide shots, we've seen that either side of that of that thing, there's, there's a gap that a human being could walk past. So when he goes up to it and destroys it, and thus deactivating the laser thing, you think, oh, he's going to take the truck through with it. He's him. obviously no. going
1: to take the truck through. Yeah. He just walks through. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I'm not going to blame executive producer Ewan McGregor of, you know, not being onto that, because perhaps he was under the impression this laser gate was going to cover, you know, the entire desert or something. Yeah, because I know. would
0: imagine a lot of it
1: was done in post. Yeah. But, you know, when things are done in post and you add that effect, don't you then instantly look and go, Well, hang on, we'll have to zoom in on a bit of this on this shot a bit, because if we show that you could just walk around either side, not just one or two people, but pretty much everyone who watches it is gonna turn and say to the person sat next to him, Why don't you just walk
0: around it? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Again, poorly executed. Yeah. So he walks through the, he walks through the, the, the now deactivated roadblock and then Another troop transport turns up. A load of uh, stormtroopers get out. And they're all taken out then by rogue Imperial officer Tala. Played by Indira Varma from Game of Thrones. Now, I've got to say it. And it's not at this point because we know nothing of her. But by the time she leaves the show. I I felt that in spite of some really clunky script stuff. That she finds herself at the behest of. I really liked her as an actress in this show. And really think they could and should have done more with her character. In particular, I'd like to have seen a romance hinted at between her and Ben. Something to test his Jedi celibacy because we've seen that he is kind of... Like, when that young Jedi uh, comes to seek his help on Tatooine, he's quite quick to dismiss him and say, no, 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 we don't... He's,
1: he's, he's If you like, he's renounced
0: religion, hasn't yeah, he's, he? He's, 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 turned, he's turned his back on his religion, hasn't he?
1: Yeah, now, this would have been the sort of, like, um, like you say, like a, a former vicar or a former, you know, Catholic priest or something who's now renounced their religion. and Yeah. Because... But at least have that hint. And again, wh- when you say about clunky lines and stuff like that, she did have some clunky lines. And I will jump on this straight away. Right. I love the original three Star Wars films. There's a lot of that. Even Harrison Ford himself said, you can type that shit, you can't say it. Yeah, Yeah. there's a lot of that in the Star Wars. But she was delivering those clunky lines with emotion whilst acting. Yeah. I had no problem at all with it. I thought, yeah. like you say... I th- when she came into it, I thought, right, this is going to be like a sort of test of Kenobi. Or even even if there was only like a hint of romance there, and it was never really sort of reciprocated, and he never even had that sort of inner conflict. Because, I, again, I'm going to go on record and say, I think Ewan Greg was a very good actor. Mm-hmm. It would have been nice to have seen two good actors having that scene. Yeah. But it's, it's quite strange, because I saw it in Game of Thrones... And her character at Game of Thrones really had a journey, didn't she?
0: Yeah, she did, yeah.
1: From being basically Pedro Pascal's wife to like sort of like seeking his vengeance and, yeah. you know, showing the sort of cleverness, you know. And you how resourceful her, she was. In yeah, yeah. getting her vipers yeah. and stuff like that, you know, getting her daughters and, you know, the, the way she sort of manipulated and schemed, yeah. you know, to get revenge. So, but with this character now, I think, oh, it's
0: her from Game of Thrones. She's a really good actress. Yeah. And then
1: within two episodes, I go, right, they've just put her in as a sort
0: of never token strong female character. And one that they actually could have done something good with, but then they yeah. killed her off with no n- no resolution. And
1: Well, the, th- the thing is, when she got killed off, I mean, obviously, old Ben, sorry, do you mean old Obi-Wan? Yeah, old Ben was a little bit annoyed by it and a little yeah. bit distraught by it. But it, it lacked that punch then, because really speaking, they not had any real time to sort of build an affinity with each other.
0: She'd come into the show and she'd not been built up into anything other than a throwaway character. Yet she, like you say Neil, was one of the ones that was given the, one of the strongest performances.
1: Yeah, and that's exactly what I mean. It's it's no slight on her at all. But I just I don't I don't think that character was given time to breathe. And I I think again, if they'd done it properly, I think she'd have been a really great addition to this show. Yeah.
0: So Vader then turns up.
1: They they managed to get away. Talon had found them like a refuge. Yeah, Uh, she had that really cool looking mining droid thing, which I thought was. This is going to be like a a Chewbacca type character. Yeah, we're going to use quite often, and we Mm -hmm. didn't. And then while they're hiding away and she's got like a secret tunnel to get him out of there, Yeah. Uh, Vader turns up with, mm. with Reaver and the guys. And again, we get our first real sort of glimpse of Darth Vader now, don't we? You know, when how Darth Vader is as he walks down the street just randomly throwing people against walls. And snapping people's necks. Yeah. Do you remember when uh, episode four, when like he just let all the stormtroopers do all the dirty work and then he just walks cool as fuck because yeah. he's a badass because he's Darth Vader? Yeah, people don't like that anymore. See, what happened was when he did that last scene in Rogue One, which showed you why Vader led the Stormtroopers come Mm out, and and in my opinion, was quite well executed. And you finally got to see Darth Vader kick ass. Disney took that on board and said, right, from now on, every time he used Darth Vader, he's the one doing the dirty work. He he would be the one doing the dirty work, completely missing the point of Darth Vader.
0: Yeah, yeah, (laughs) that scene in Rogue One was him doing what he was doing out of pure necessity.
1: It was basically, yeah, no one else can do this by That's me, right. so I, I, you know, I, guess I guess I have to do it myself, you know, type okay. thing. Oh, I know, I know. And yeah.
0: it, 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 randomly snapping the necks of people. It's like, well, you could say, yeah, he's Darth Vader. He's the most evil man. No, well, no, he does evil things out of necessity and just he, randomly snapping people's necks. What is he hoping to achieve there?
1: I, I just don't, I, I just say, I can see the sort of argument of like, sort of like, you know, everyone should be terrified of him. I'm pretty sure if everyone would be terrified of Darth Vader.
0: Yeah, already, I'm yeah.
1: pretty sure already. And like you say, just like randomly just picking people up, slamming against walls, snapping their necks, and he's was just like, it's, it's Darth Vader. It's, yeah. he's, he's not it's not Bane. <laughs> for, so then the, for the Schumacher Batman, yeah.
0: you know. <laughs> Obi-Wan somehow gets away from it without Vader sensing him. Yeah. Oh, and then we have that first confrontation between him and Vader. No, yeah. I'm sorry, but you know Deborah Chow has directed some pretty awesome episodes of The Mandalorian. But I do not know unless it's that whole thing of um, that you know we know of the MCU films. The directors now, which are hired to direct those films, have nothing to do with the action and special effects scenes.
1: Yeah, it's like a second unit, and that's exactly what I was thinking. Is is this like some second unit this film this bit?
0: Because I'm sorry, but this, the fight choreography here was just lame the way he was shot, the way he was blocked. It was just really sloppy. And this is the the first confrontation that these two characters have had since Revenge of the Sith.
1: Yeah, and it, it, again, it's just like, let's shoot down an car- um, established character. Because Obi-Wan sees Darth Vader, and his first reaction is not to try and reason with Anakin. Yeah. it's not, or, or not even to think, I've tried that before. It doesn't work. I know what I have to do. I have to find some high ground pretty quick, and let's take this motherfucker out. No, he runs away, because obviously... Obi Wan Kenobi now an established character
0: yeah. is useless. Yeah,
1: and it's sort of given to us that now. He hasn't got the, he hasn't got the ways of the Force anymore. He's not a Jedi anymore. He's still not how to use a lightsaber. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and I would think having given your life, which is say, essentially as a Padawan, that's what you do. Yeah, you're taken away from your parents at a very young age. You're trained to the highest skills. I don't think you're running away from this. No. You know, with the Creed films. There's that great scene where Dolph Lundgren, or sorry, Ivan Drago, comes to visit Rocky, and he's basically challenging him to a fight there and then. Yeah. And, and Rocky's immediate reaction is, okay, you want to do it? Let's do it. <laughs> you know, he's yeah. getting afraid to fight him, because he's a fighter. That's all he knows. That's right. So, if I put if I put that into the context of, a, of an ex Jedi, he's still going to think, well, if I kill this guy right now, problem over. Mm. You know that little boy I've got to protect from Darth Vader. I'm just job and knock and I can <laughs> I can finish early because I can kill him. I haven't got to worry about protecting Luke anymore. No. Yeah, it's quite a strange choice, but obviously he runs away because he's an old pathetic man now. Even though Ewan McGregor is probably ten years older than me and looks twenty years younger than me, yeah. he's an old pathetic old man now. <laughs>
0: So then they have this confrontation, and then Vader ends up uh, knocking this substance all over the floor, lighting it uh, on fire with his lightsaber, and yeah. then we see him pick up Obi-Wan and drag him using the Force into the fire.
1: Mm.
0: Now, this is something we've not seen Vader do before.
1: I've thought I, I got to be honest, I know it's coming for some stick, but I, when I saw that, I thought, well, that's actually quite good that his intention was, I'm not just going to kill you, I'm going to make you suffer the way I did.
0: And because we've already seen that he's struggling with the Force for whatever reason. Yeah, for whatever reason. I would have thought uh, that if you're a Jedi, right, it's like falling off a bike, or you know, it's like riding a bike. Sorry, you, you you if you haven't ridden a bike for for five years or whatever, you just jump back on and it, instinctively you just do something which you've learned to do years ago. But there you go.
1: I I haven't boxed for over ten years. I have no doubt that if if I got into a boxing ring tomorrow, I would be one fifth of what I used to be skill wise. But I'd still know i going to throw a punch. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Of course it is. You know, f- yeah. fitness and age aside, you still know the basics, yeah? Yeah. Exactly. You guess away, you guess away yet again. And you have got him and you've got a cadre of stormtroopers, and then you've got Tala. And who else is it? Is it another character helping her? It was
1: it was the yeah, it was that cool droid. It was, uh, it was the droid. droid. Yeah. So
0: they managed to somehow get him away from Vader. There we go. I think that's the third episode done, isn't
1: it? Well it seemed quite strange that Vader set fire to that and then threw him... uh, Could pick Obi-Wan up and drag him into the fire. Yeah. But then she came behind the fire and started shooting at him. And he couldn't then just still keep dragging no can it be closer to him no, because you yeah,
0: know, because the script said so the script yeah you forget I, I about did. the script
1: see yeah, yeah that's right because yeah. we have to get on to next scene because this is how these these shows are being written unfortunately is we'll do that it'll look cool it'll be a water cooler uh, water cooler moment people will say do you remember when Darth Vader did this and it'll be yeah. badass they don't actually think anyone is going to sit there and go well let's put it in context then why do not you just carry on dragging him through the flames because of the script. Because <laughs> of the script.
0: Yeah, and the script tells us now that we need to move on to episode four before I start pulling clumps of hair out and uh, scratching myself uh, anxiously. Bagging my head against
1: the brick wall. Because, Neil,
0: and it's very clear now that we we, we, we clarify one point that's made clear in, in, in episode four, or chapter four, is that the Inquisitor's stronghold, where Leia is now a prisoner, and is about to be tortured by Reva.
1: Who wants information on everything she knows about the underground resistance. Yeah. Bear in mind this 10-year-old has literally been kidnapped from a palace yesterday. Exactly,
0: that's right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But the the point that we have to hold on to is the fact that this fortress... It's completely <laughs> impenetrable.
1: It's completely
0: impenetrable.
1: <laughs> it's 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 under ninety percent of it is under the water. There is yeah. no way you're going to get in there. No, and unless you unless you swim under the water and go through a little hatch of the bomb.
0: They're so confident that it's impenetrable that there's no planetary shields. No, there's no gun emplacements that are quite no. obvious, and no. there's no TIE fighters circling the base just in case someone should choose to attack them.
1: Do you remember that thing in, what was that film called? Um, Star Wars. Yes. They had this thing, I don't know if you saw it. The Death Star? Death Star, I think that was the word, yeah, yeah. And basically, this this Death Star was impenetrable.
0: But they still had.
1: And they had all these guns on top of it. (laughs) Do you remember the bit at the end when all all the X-Wings attacked and they were like, watch out, there's gunning posts and stuff like that. And they had all those TIE fighters flying after them, stopping them. Yeah, and we even
0: see, don't we, when we, when we, uh,
1: saw oh, that's why, right, because Star Wars comes after this, they learned their lesson after this. Ah, uh, That's why. That's right. why. These writers are clever, they're giving it to us, aren't is it,
0: that they're also throwing a little bit of 2022 real world stuff into it, because, you wouldn't have those TIE fighters out flying about. Have you seen The Price of Petrol these days? Exactly, mate, exactly. it's chummy. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, and we also see that there are racks of TIE fighters in this stronghold, because we're going to come back to that later. Mm. So then we have the whole rescue thing of him swimming underwater. We know he can swim because we saw him doing the Phantom Menace. Oh. So then he swims in, and then uh, Tala, she's you know she lands, she goes in, she sort of berates uh, an officer, who questions you know why why she's there. A lot like Bill Burr's character did in The Mandalorian. Yeah, that's right. We've seen that the before. It's strange. We've seen that before, yeah. yeah. But people like
1: that, so we'll do that again.
0: Yeah, they like that. Yeah. Let's do that again. By the way, I like
1: Bill Burr's character, and I really love the way he did that in that in that show. Yeah. Do you remember that little character moment where he suddenly sort of broke down over how shit the Empire was and had to bite his tongue when, when he was being faced
0: with it afterwards? And you could really see the character and resolve building in the character? Well, you mean... When you take away all the sort of hoo-ha about the return of Luke Skywalker, you mean the best episode of season two of The Mandalorian? That's yeah, the one. I think I Yeah, I, think I, yeah I, think I remember that one. Yeah. Do
1: you remember? It was a real sort of character moment. It was a where character episode. Where he had to sort of keep all his emotions in check. You know, when you knew that any second yeah. he could just snap and break and kill all of them. Yeah. You know, it, just because they were wearing that uniform, he hated yeah. them. Yeah. That's right. Do you remember that bit? Yeah. Yeah. Didn't get any
0: of that, did we? No, no we should have. Because we had a character now and an actress... But look, what we needed here was, what we didn't need was the nonsense that followed. And when I say that Indira Varma's character was subject of some stupid plot stuff, it's when she sat at a console talking into one of those uh, con things and there's a guy sat two seats away from her and he can't hear her. And it's not like, you know, there's a room full of chatter and loads of people uh, talking. You're
1: missing a point. The comm thing she was using was the thing that Luke and Han used on a death stand. People like nostalgia.
0: Oh, member berries, of course, member berries.
1: So when you see that, you think, well, this is Star Wars. Do you remember when mm-hmm. Han used that to talk to Luke? So they've got the same one. So yeah. this is great. So, so I'm not going to pay attention to the actual setup or the scene or the writing. Yeah. I'm just going to go, look at that, they've got the
0: same Comcorder. So the, <laughs> the, the character of Reva now, who we already know, is going to be redeemed. If it wasn't for circumstance and things happening, she was about to brutally torture a 10-year-old girl.
1: Yeah, to find information from her about things that she would have absolutely... No idea about. Any person it. would go, well, she only arrived... If it was like, where is the base? Yeah. But she, she was like, who are the leaders? how many people do they have working for him? (laughs) We're the blueprints. (laughs) Yeah, quite a strange choice. But again, although Reva was going to torture a 10-year-old child, Hmm. she said, I don't want to do this. No, that's right. Making me do this. Yeah, so although she was really bad, much like Wanda at the end of WandaVision, they'll never know what you sacrifice from. She had her own reasons, Sky. She wasn't that bad. Come on. Yeah. we're, we're, We're coming to the greatest escape oh that's my crazy. god that's ever used so
0: anyway you've got this base it's impenetrable not only is it impenetrable neil but instead of installing some fixed cctv cameras and motion sensors in every corridor so yeah. no one could get anywhere they have a solitary little security droid doing laps yeah so if you just work out the timing of him you can go anywhere within our little base um because you won't be seen that's just nonsense because the plot says so and then we have the stormtroopers it's the stormtroopers which haven't got um, those new helmets with the, the actual visors which, which you can see through. Because you know the scene where he jumps into the little sort of um, alcove. Yes, yeah. yeah. If you actually watch, the stormtroopers are walking down a straight corridor. So unless they're looking down to their feet, they would have seen him. <laughs> I've actually seen it. Uh, one of our uh, one of the YouTubers that we've uh, that we follow who's deconstructed this episode has actually shown in slow motion. Yeah, look. Look, they came into frame just as he hides, They would have seen him, but no, there you go. The plot says so.
1: That's all that matters, really. It's all that um, matters. And like, you know, a lot of those corridors look the same as uh, the ones we saw in the Death Star, so that that works for me. I've, that's, you've given me the product now, and that's all I care about.
0: Yeah, it, yeah. Member berries. So all looks, you know, it looks familiar. It feels familiar. It just looks like Star Wars, so it must be good. So it must yeah. be good. Yeah, so <laughs> uh, I, I don't even want to go into the details as to how he he, he rescues Leia because to be honest with okay. you know, I can't remember. But well,
1: prior to prior to that while he was trying to rescue he went a little sort of guided tour and went through that place where they caught all the oh, Jedis You mean the it,
0: stasis chambers. Well, well I, I don't know, know, I'm so glad you reminded me of that.
1: Oh, were they looking to do some sort of Jurassic Park Amber thing or something, I don't know.
0: I don't know about you, but I noticed a few people in some of them Really? Yeah, I noticed um, there was a xenomorph from Alien. Right. Okay. Yeah, uh, there was ET. Predator. Predator. Yeah, there was Captain America. He was frozen <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. And there was a little mosquito because it looked like Amber.
1: They were probably going to make a T Rex out of that. Yeah. So they, yeah. There we are. Then yeah, yeah. it would been... I, I'm not going to take credit for this. I can't remember who it was. I was watching the other day. They said it would have been brilliant if, when they were walking down there. George Lucas was in one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think that was. I think that was half in the bag. I think it was red light immediate. If it yeah. was. I'll give them credit, but if anyone want, whoever said it, brilliant. <laughs> no, Red
0: Letter Media have pretty much confirmed that the, the the sort of poses in which these people are, they're not there, they're in stasis. And as much as there's nothing that's called back to in this episode, they're clearly setting something up and they...
1: They had some of the Jedi children in there. Oh, I know. But that was the point that all the Jedi mm-hmm. were sl- slain
0: in the temple. So do the understand. I know, it makes no sense. <laughs> makes you don't sense. want to question it.
1: No, don't question it, because it'll come back. Well, there'll probably be a backstory to it. There'll be a prequel to the prequel.
0: <laughs> Something's going to be brought up possibly on a future Star Wars show or something yeah. they, they might just forget because I think I don't know. I don't think there's much in the way of uh, long form storytelling going on here, Neil. No, it's, it's just bizarre, isn't it? <laughs> anyway, somewhere along their little adventure, Tala and Obi Wan team back up, and Obi Wan comes in the possession of a very long coat. <laughs> 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 which he then uses to smuggle young Leah out through the um, quite packed flight deck.
1: Yeah, but this is th- yeah, but no one noticed them because they were all running into their their stations because the, the the thing was under attack. Yeah, but it was sold to us as there was no security there no. because they would never be impenetrable, so no one would ever attack it. Well, so, right, hang on, where would right. all these security run
0: into? <laughs> yeah, so, right, Tala is a very well dressed, you know, clean cut female Imperial officer, walks in and she gets questioned. Yeah. On the way out, you've got a dishevelled, <laughs> bearded hobo, right, Yeah, who's clearly wearing a uniform that doesn't fit in particularly well, with a huge coat, and no one questions him. And it's, it's, it's at this point, right, if people now want to defend this show and say that this is something that's passable and it's acceptable, I, I'm sorry, but really...
1: Do you know if they put in a throwaway line where she had gone, that's ridiculous, and he's gone, it's
0: the best I can think of, Anything, like just sort of, to acknowledge in, the stupidity. Indiana, of it.
1: Yeah, Indiana Jones quip. What what do we do next, Doctor yeah. Jones?
0: How the hell will I know? I'm making this up as I go along. And you do you remember when Star Wars had some had this sort of quippy banter that fitted the tone of it?
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It, they did it in such a way that we were supposed to take it seriously.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. And again, I was just astounded. There was a f- fantastic meme I saw with that where they were like. Well, old Ben Kenobi, <laughs> and then there was no, what old Lumpy Olympic Johnson. <laughs> That's a name I've not heard yeah. in a while.
0: <laughs> so they then again in chased, and bear in mind this is like um, it's, it's like the 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 deck of an aircraft carrier, and you've got all of these heavily armed troops, and yeah. they still manage to get away from it because bear in mind Neil this fortress is impenetrable.
1: Uh, but you forgot this impenetrable fortress that was under attack that suddenly had loads of security. Two snowspeeders flew. And um, do you remember you saw a snowspeeder and you went, oh, that's great because I saw them on half and then Empire Strikes Back. So that's, I just turned my brain off now yeah. because I've seen snowspeeders and uh, we lost Wade, man.
0: We lost Wade. Oh, Do you remember Wade? Uh, no, I only know that he was seen in one of the background shots earlier on. Yeah. <laughs> But we lost not Wade, not Wade, not Wade. It was one of the best. To be to be honest, at
1: that point, I, I well, I just went and looked at my my Wade uh, Hot Toys figure. Yeah, and I just thought I'm putting that on top shelf.
0: Cost you two hundred and fifty quid, I did Neil, didn't it?
1: Yeah, I've been offered five hundred if it had already. Been, the like, no the
0: likeness is superb.
1: It looks it looks a lot like Mouse
0: from the Matrix. Because
1: I think it was the same actor. I think it was. I'm I have not no sure. idea. I, yeah, no I think idea it was. What. I think it was.
0: Anyway, they get away. And those racks of TIE fighters, uh, which uh, we saw earlier, are not deployed. And also, Neil, Why would they be? No, Neil, you know that maths isn't always my forte. But how many people did... Because obviously the one that we were taking Wade out, they got shot down. Yeah. The, the other, um, the female uh, rebel pilot... Was she on her own in that snow speeder? She was, wasn't she? Yeah. Do
1: you remember snow so, speeders?
0: Yes. And yeah. they, 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 they've they got seats for two, haven't they? Uh, they, uh, they have. A pilot have, yeah. and a gunner. So, they have, yeah. <laughs> so you've got a two-seater ship. One of those seats is already taken by the pilot. That leaves one seat for three people. That must have been a tight squeeze.
1: Do you remember that film? What was it called? Um, uh, Empire Comes Round or something? Revenge of the Empire. That's the one, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we got like there was this this great battle scene, and mm-hmm. um, and there was lots of like in cockpit shots, wasn't there? There was where you could see two sort of really sort of tightly packed in, you know, a pilot and a gunner, and that's all you. Oh, yeah, Christ, how did they fit in there? But no one who was writing this thought we'll not use no speeders then. No. I think no. it
0: was Neil. it was again a case of that the action stuff is being done by second unit or a completely different department and yeah. they're like, Oh how many oh we've just, we've actually done the um we've we've actually done the effects work for the snow speeders, how many people uh, were, I thought it was just Kenobi getting in and maybe the young girl so he could like she could like sit on his lap, but no no, there's gonna be two adults and one child fitting into one seat. Oh
1: And Talon who's quite appears sort of quite a statuesque woman. She is, yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean yeah, she so, was at least mm-hmm. at least
0: as tall as Kenobi, wasn't she? Yeah. Quite strange, quite oh, strange. Neil, can we move on to episode uh, or chapter five? Because this is just this is killing me. Let's roll. <laughs> Part five. Uh, what happens here? <laughs> Not a lot, really. <laughs> so they've rescued Leia. I've no idea. <laughs> Let's
1: google it again. Fuck
0: I'm on IMDb now. All it says s- is Obi Wan plans his next move as the Empire closes in, tries to draw him out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Neil, Neil, I know where we are. This is the one that opens with the flashback to Obi-Wan and Anakin training on Coruscant. Yeah. We've both come to the conclusion about this, haven't we? <laughs> right, Neil. Let's just imagine if, from the start, this show had had some sort of Godfather 2-esque parallel stories with what's happening now with Obi-Wan yeah. and Vader, oh, yeah. and the flashback that happens every episode, which shows... Every,
1: every episode shows you the follies, yeah. of, or the, the folly of his ways. Exactly. And, you know, it, it, and yeah. Every episode, he thinks that's a lesson I've learned now because I'm Darth Vader and I'm really resourceful. And at certain points, Obi-Wan actually clicks to the fact. I told him, you know, always go left, so he's going to go right. So, you know, I'll have to sort of reverse engineer everything I've taught him, you know, so so that the the apprentice doesn't become the master.
0: You could have weaved something creative into the storytelling here, couldn't you? Yeah, and on
1: a picky point again, how bad did Hayden Christensen look?
0: But no, I'm glad they didn't de-age him because I'm sick of all this de-ageing stuff that kind of pulls me out of it. Because say what well, you will about the Luke Skywalker stuff, and there you're actually taking Mark Hamill and you're, and you're properly de-ageing him, yeah. far more than they would have had to have done here. But I, I I like the creative choice that they made, not to de-age him.
1: But but they de-aged, de the de aged
0: you McGregor. I don't younger. know. I just think they, you know, <laughs> they 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 put a bit of makeup on him. They they. Trimmed his beard and...
1: It was just like... They just put an Instagram filter on... <laughs> ...on A.T. and I don't know what they thought... ...they were doing with that one.
0: But yeah... ...this is the one where... Uh, ...Tala, Obi-Wan... ...and Leia have retreated back... ...to this rebel base now haven't they? Yeah. Where O'Shea Jackson Jr... Ice Cube's son... ...is the sort of... Uh, ...leader of our little uh, troop.
1: Do, do you mean the character that went... ...my wife was a Jedi... And she got killed, and I was like, "Your wife wouldn't have been a Jedi, then, would she?"
0: No, because Jedi's didn't have. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> and so yes, he, you know, this is this is this is the thing you excel at. I totally missed out. I would missed that.
1: In fairness, he didn't say Jedi. He, he said, "I don't help Jedi's." I think he was alluding to that his wife had some, was like some right. sort of force power. so she okay. he might. In, but again, it didn't really fit in with no. the character. I went, "There's no way I'll help you." And you, McGregor, went, "But she's 10. And he went, "How many of my men do you need?" And exactly. sacrifice Wade.
0: So this is the yeah, one then. That really, where,
1: yeah. that really well-written character that was really rounded out, you know? You could right. really get behind him.
0: Because they actually, you know, Reaver's plan all along was to take a little tracking device and to put it into Leia's little robot from the film, Batteries Not Included. It's exactly the same thoughts. <laughs> I saw <it>. Yeah. <laughs> Something which Darth Vader would later like do again in, uh, in Star Wars when he let uh, the Millennium Falcon leave the Death Star and put a track of it to find the uh, secret rebel base.
1: That's how she knew when she told Han. Remember, he said, "I yes, can't believe it because and she'd seen he, it done before." She... she said, "You idiot!" Oh, maybe hey, that they, might
0: have actually been a bit of accidental clever writing by the showmakers. Here. I'm giving them far too much
1: credit, but that's yeah, what they—that's that's, yeah. that's why they did it. I like to—I like to think there was at least one positive person in that—you know—in that writers' room. But <laughs> actually, you would watch Star Wars. <laughs>
0: the, the rebels are holed up in their little base with the blast doors closed. Reaver and her stormtroopers turn up. They Set up some guns and they start blasting at the doors.
1: After Reaver had told Vader that,
0: that those doors would hold them off for
1: hours and hours, yeah, possibly even days. Hmm. So they decided the best thing they could do was go down and blast those doors. Yeah, they're not getting anywhere with it. Oh. And then later on, Reaver sticks a lightsaber
0: through it. Yes, she puts a lightsaber through and cuts the door open uh, quite easily. But before that,
1: I was going to say, with that.
0: It's the equivalent of me watching you trying
1: to chop down a tree with a butter knife, exactly. while I'm while I'm stood next to you with a chainsaw. Yeah. And at no point do I say to you, or my boss, I can do this a lot quicker if you want." Yeah. Exactly. yeah.
0: <laughs> but and you know, credit where it's due. You've got that scene where uh, Obi Wan arrives either side of the door, and it's the first bit of, I would say, really strong acting from mm-hmm. Moses Ingram. Yeah. And that's are, yeah. that's what we wanted to see, but. We're not allowed to see much of that because the rules which Disney are now obliged to follow uh, you know, dictate certain characters are not supposed to have overt weaknesses or be vulnerable. But it's when we see her vulnerable, when we see her strong facade about to break, that's when she becomes most interested because that's when she becomes someone we can relate to. Especially as we know she's going to be redeemed. Of course. Anyway, there's a shootout and stuff and uh, Tala sacrifices herself unfortunately because she was one of the only... Decent characters in the show, and then Vader turns up, mm, but yeah. not before. And, and again, please, listeners, tell us if we're being picky here. But when they're in a rush to get on board the freighter or the you know the the, the passenger ship or whatever to get the hell out of there because they know that the you know the Empire are knocking down the door, they think, oh, let's not get on this ship. Let's get on the one behind it, just in case Lord Vader, who is uh, you know he's got force powers or whatever, comes through yeah. and decides to pull the ship down. He can't do that, can he? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure he can. You don't know. Who knows what he can do? I've never seen him do it before. I was on Hoth. He could have done that to the Millennium Falcon when it when it escaped. What are you doing?
1: This about? was no. This was filmed before. Oh, this you was for- before. Oh, this was before that.
0: Hey, you. This is just be- people having a conversation in the writers' room.
1: You you've got to remember that he. You know, that, not giving away spoilers. There is a little bit of head trauma suffered in the last episode, so perhaps he forgot how to do that.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So anyway. Oh, Vader pulls the ship out of the sky, It lands, and it was a decoy. And then um, the good guys get away.
1: Do you remember that? at a uh, really good film. Uh, what was it called? The Rise of
0: Skywalker. Oh, I remember that. We reviewed that on the past episode.
1: There was uh, a character in it. She was really good. Ray, really, Ray, Ray. really well written. The standout, the standout uh, role for me. Ray, in those, Ray in those... Skywalker. Ray Skywalker. That's the one. Yeah. One time they were trying to uh, kidnap uh, Chewie. And yep. the Empire were taking him away, and mm. she uh, stopped this ship and she pulled it down and crashed it against the floor. And it, t- it was all right because there was another ship. Chewie won in that one. He no, was, that's he right. was in the other ship, the one we didn't see. So, but do you remember that film? It was almost like they did that again. I know t- towards the end of that as well, what they did was they brought this guy in, the uh, uh, Emperor. Yeah. And he could uh, he can make uh, ships rise up and crash as well. Yeah. It's, it's, it's something that all Jedis and Siths can mm. do, Sky. It's been in so many Star Wars films, do you remember? Mm. So it's, it's perfectly logical that Vader would be able to do that, but somehow watch the Millennium Falcon fly off the Death there, fly away from Hearth, uh, numerous other vehicles. But Neil,
0: Neil he was really angry, though, so maybe it was... Uh, uh, yeah,
1: okay. yeah. No, it's fine, mate. It makes perfect sense. Go
0: on. <laughs> we're on. We're on chapter six now. Yeah? Ooh. Obi-Wan is drawn into a confrontation with Vader as Luke's fate hangs in the balance. Of That's the we're... little IMDb synopsis for uh, chapter six.
1: Well, it was better than the synopsis that Disney Plus were giving us, which was basically like Obi-Wan hatches a
0: plan. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, this is the one where uh, we have a big duster between Obi-Wan and Vader. Yeah. And i got to say, this part of the episode, bearing in mind how badly done the first confrontation was with them in episode, in chapter three, I thought this actual fight between them was well done. I thought it was very well choreographed. It went from Vader using one hand, like he did against Luke on Bespin, to Later, then switching over to two hands as he realizes that Obi Wan's strength is returning to him.
1: Well, he, he, he did, he, we've forgotten the one pack because he would used one hand in the episode prior when he killed Reaver.
0: Oh. When he,
1: when, he, when he was just deflecting her lightsaber. Because we've gotten
0: the end of that episode, haven't we? Yeah, I was going to say, cause,
1: yeah, because basically, I mean, you know, Reva, after she had a talk with Obi Wan, Obi Wan had given himself over and said, look, you know, uh, he only wants me, and I'll, I will give away my lightsaber to uh, Kamal Nargi, um and tell him to protect Leia because he wears Jedi robes and um, he's been redeemed, so he's obviously a Jedi. Yeah. I um, forget about our years of training bollocks. Yeah, And he said, and you'll get close to Vader, then you'll be able to kill Vader. And so she walked up and she just stabbed Vader in the back. And we were all really shocked. And we were like, wow, is this like some sort of parallel dimension? Is this like some sort of Tarantino Glorious Bastards verse you know, where this actually does no relation to the main trilogy? Did she stab him? No, because um, he knew she was a, a Jedi. He was always wise to her. Yeah. And um, he fought it off, but he, every time she tried to hit him with the lightsaber, he just deflected it with a force.
0: Oh, this is a new thing. We've not seen this before.
1: He did it all the time, mate. Do you remember in um, Empire Strikes Back when uh, when Luke was fighting on Cloud City and Luke was trying to hit him and he was just I, "I'm going to take my lightsaber so off, mate, whatever," boom, 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 and he was just deflecting it. I'm not sure. remember i Remember, I don't. I
0: don't even know if I've seen that film. From... <laughs> uh... And there's a bit
1: in uh, what's it, uh, Revenge of the Jedi, when uh, Luke and uh, Vader are fighting again. And he's, oh, he's deflecting again with he the Force, d- is it just deflects he, oh, right, okay. he, Yeah, he just kills Luke Skywalker straight away. He didn't, oh, even, right. just, didn't even take his legs away. In fact, a lot of the time when he does is he just picks Luke Skywalker up
0: and just slams him on the floor oh, repeatedly. Like, like we saw him do with Obi-Wan in Chapter 3, is
1: it? Yeah, because right, that's, okay. that's what Vader can do.
0: Right. So, yeah, you're right, Neil, because he does, isn't he? And then he gets the jump on it, and he ends up... Uh,
1: he, killed, he kills Reeve but he runs her through with a lightsaber. It's the second time she's been run through with a lightsaber. Right,
0: she it, run... it serves her right because she did that to the leading quiz that she killed... Oh, wait a minute. Hang on a sec. I was going to say, it's the second time she's
1: done it because she, she got stabbed with a lightsaber when she was about eight or nine, I think, yeah, and she survived cool. that. And what it was, it was really lucky that the, the, the injury where that had happened hadn't healed properly, so there was still a big gaping hole there. Right. So when, when he ran her through the lightsaber... She was pretending that she'd been stabbed. She hadn't, actually. It was with those big holes like Wiley Coyote, like Wiley Coyote used to have. Right, yeah. Have. There's actually a cut scene where she stops and looks and waves through it, so yeah. it didn't hurt her. Got you. But thankfully, the same thing had happened to the Grand Inquisitor as well. But oh, he'd been she,
0: stabbed through before himself.
1: So he had a yeah, hole in his abdomen. He had a big which, hole in his abdomen, right. which is a gaping gorge. So when she killed him...
0: She was also, only cutting through his clothing. She'd only cut through his there clothing. there was already a, a, he, a hole he, from before.
1: He thought, what I'll do is I'll just lay on the floor and pretend I'm dead. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it turns out the Grand Inquisitor came back and he yeah. was like, oh, fuck you, Reva." <laughs> yeah, I yeah. wasn't really dead. And she was laying on the floor, so i winking to herself thinking, well, <laughs> you're going to look pretty stupid next episode. Yeah. And you know Darth Vader, you know the person who got left for dead on a planet? Yeah. And then was saved and engineered a, a revenge plot that took, you know, the next 20 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he just wreaked havoc across the universe. Of course. He thought I could just finish this Reaver girl off now on the floor and just kill her. But I'm I'll just leave her there. she be I should just I'll let her die. I yeah. will go I will just assume she's dead and I'll just leave her there. But before I do that,
0: I'll break her I'll break her lightsaber. Yes. Yeah, that was fine. You just left Hold her. that thought, you. Hold that thought. Bro- broken lightsaber. Yeah, he just left her there. So anyway, fast forward to Chapter 6, which begins with... Now, where have I seen this in the Star Wars uh, thing before, Neil? A slow-motion space chase. I can't remember the name the of it. Lost yeah, some, uh, Wars, the Lost Jedi. Yeah, so... Star Wars The Lost Jedi. It
1: was that, um, that auteur, Rian Johnson. We, uh, Ryan Johnson, yeah. He made a film, and uh, what he thought was uh, space battles are really good. Star Wars fans really like that. But they're too well, fast, let's slow them down. We don't want any of that fucking you know, fast-in-your-face stuff that we yeah. saw in yeah. the original series. Yeah. Now, what I'll do is I'll do a really slow space battle.
0: Yeah.
1: And um, what we'll do is we'll have a, sp- a really big ship Yeah. chasing a really small transport ship. Yeah. Um, but this transport ship will be like... It'll be able to, like, just... To fight just stay ahead lots. of it. Oh, just stay ahead just of stay it. Just stay ahead and of it, yeah. It'll also be really stealthy and be able to sort of, you know, slip and slide. Like, well, like zig and, re- and
0: zag, say left and yeah. right. And, yeah. yeah,
1: do you know what I mean? And what will happen is if we just... Show that again and again and again. Yeah. And at the time, Kathleen Kennedy called him in the office, and she was like, "Ryan, you know I'm with you. I know you're a visionary. This one part of the film, I'm a little bit dubious about. Anyway, Kathleen, trust me, people will people will love this. They'll love it. And and you know the best part was, (sighs) he was only bloody right. Everyone loved it. So so Lucasfilm have said from now on, we need to have at least one slow space chase per series. Yeah. Per series. So that's but, what they gave us in this, bit,
0: yeah. But I think Neil, it also serves the story well because this space chase lasting weeks will then allow Reaver to overcome her injury, and then to fix her double-ended lightsaber. And I mean, she proper stuck it back together to the point where you couldn't even see the seams where the superglue sort of met.
1: It was brilliant, mate. And I like I like I liked the way how she found a, a working spacecraft as well. Or well, after being marooned on that planet, she got over her injuries. Yeah. And she thought, do you know what I'll do is I'll fly to Tatooine and I'll go kill Luke Skywalker because he's Anakin's son. I'm not sure how she knew that, yeah, but she did. She but did. She did
0: she because because of the plot. The plot yeah, said
1: so. That's right. The script says so. She seen Star Wars. She seen Star Wars. <laughs> she would well, you know. That's what I'm saying. Like you know, she knew.
0: Come on. And then <laughs> we have Obi Wan decides to um, sacrifice himself, so he takes a little shuttle. And then he flies away from the freighter. The freighter goes off, and all the people on board are rescued. And you know, he he, he says to um, Haja, he says, oh, you 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 take uh, you promise me you take Leia back to Alderaan." Great, that's that sorted. She saved. He then goes to this remote, sort of dark, rocky planet, and then they have that confrontation. Yeah. And I will say, all joking and snarkiness and sarcasm aside, that's an avoider referring references. I thought the confrontation and the battle with them was very good.
1: I thought it was better. I thought it was great, though. Uh, Kenobi, through the power of Leia, now had all her power or something. Because there was that little scene where he gave her a holster, and oh, it was almost like as if she was. It was almost as if she was like passing on like oh. her powers to him. Because I I could kind of accept, like like we were saying, perhaps he was a bit rusty mm. and some of his powers had dulled a little bit. But he yeah. went from not being able to move a like a I think it was a coin. Oh, was it the the Recording device or whatever yeah, it was on right, the yeah. ship to stop in the glass from breaking on that impenetrable fortress and
0: holding back hundreds of tons
1: of water. You know, he's super powered, was You know, yeah. Kenobi now is like the, the, the Jedi, isn't he? He's the best Jedi in the world. Like you know, he's. Oh, um,
0: well, he was. He was like he was like a phoenix level. You know, Telekinesis. Yeah. He was lifting up huge boulders and. Yeah, but do
1: you remember that film, um, uh, Ro- <sighs> Rose? Rose Skywalker. <laughs> Do you remember right at the end when everyone was really doubtful that Ray could do all that stuff? And Ray was a little bit, oh, I haven't mastered my powers, I don't know what I'm doing. Do you remember at the end when she lifted up all those boulders? Yeah. And everyone went, look at her, she's really great, isn't she? Well, yeah. let's do it again. They just they did it again, didn't oh, they? God. Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, come on, yo!
1: <laughs> let's end the pain. Let's end the pain. As much as we can knock things, the actual fight, I don't think at any time, as soon as it was announced that Kenobi and Vader were going to have a rematch, I was like, no, the rematch is episode four. That's the rematch. And I don't think at any point these two should have ever fought. But I will say there were parts of that where I thought it was very well done. However, how you go from, I'm not going to kill you quickly. I'm going to torture you. I'm going to make you experience everything I did. Yeah. Therefore, drag you through flames. I assume the next bit was I'm going to chop your arms and legs off. Yeah. To I'm going to bury you under some rocks and leave you there and walk yeah. away. I know. Because... Because do you remember he just walked away from Reaver?
0: That's yeah. what he does now. That's what he does.
1: <laughs> That's what he does now. Hey,
0: he didn't do it to the poor guy in the time of neck he snapped. No, strange are isn't there? Oh, mate. DME. It just, yeah. you know. But I will say, the bit with the, um, the cut-open mask, he's, you no. Know, Obi Wan's got the better of him.
1: It has since been pointed out though, that was done. It was in done the, in uh, Clone Wars, wasn't it? The Clone Wars, exactly. Oh, or the Rebels same. or whichever one it is. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not going to. I'm not going to claim any credit at all. As much as no, I, I I've but, never seen either of those shows, but I have right, seen it this I did like
0: the, the the switch in between the James Earl Jones modulated voice and Hayden Christensen's voice, with a modulator failing. That but, was a nice but, touch. It, but again, it
1: had already been done. Yeah. But, for someone who'd never seen it, I, I found that out after the fact. So I wasn't as much as I've gone to remember this, to remember that, at the point when I saw that, because I've never seen either of the animated
0: shows, I was like, oh, yes, yeah, good good touch there. Like yeah, that. yeah. It was that one bit where when Vader buried him, or just before, wouldn't it have been, I don't know, it would have tied in nicely if he'd said, now, Obi-Wan, it's I who have the high ground. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, but you forget they, d- they didn't watch that much of the film. When they were writing that, uh, the writers basically, I think they, you know, that little um, slideshow they put together. The yeah, other, that's probably the most stuff. of what they saw of those films. I think they showed that to the writers yeah. before they wrote this. Yeah. So a lot of them haven't seen Star
0: Wars, so they don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Obi Wan beats him. He leaves. Meanwhile, uh, Reaver is on Tatooine, and she's going after young Luke. Ah, oh, we thought we were there, when we knew. We thought that Luke Skywalker would be left out of this story.
1: Why was she going after
0: Luke anyway? I don't know, because of, because of the plot.
1: So, as a young child, she witnessed brutality and terror. Yeah, and she saw what becomes of it in herself, really. Didn't yeah. she? She saw that if you if you do something at that at someone to an early age, that if they survived it, yeah, they could go really on the wrong path. Yeah. So she decided the best thing she could do was go and kill Luke Skywalker.
0: But she saw, she saw the error of her ways, and it was of her own doing that she turned herself around and well
1: you, you, you're forgetting one of the best bits of this as well it was um, Uncle Owen and um, Aunt Peru wasn't it yeah Owen was like do you know what we should do on this miles and miles of desert planet we should get as far away from our house as we can yeah and that way when she comes looking for us we'll be somewhere else yeah but Aunt Beru sort of just give a little nudge like that and she took out two blaster rifles and she went no we fight <sighs> and I was like really mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, an inquisitor yeah it's something you've been hiding from for years you've been living in fear for years will we ever be found out that we're sort of harboring this fugitive if you like or oh, have harb- yeah. this most important because let's be honest both of them knew the potential of luke yeah at
0: the course. end
1: at, at the end of the prequels they yeah. were they explained you know we need to keep this child safe and keep him away from everything so clearly think-
0: they should be doing everything in their power to protect him
1: do you remember that show? What was it called? Here um, he goes go. Obi Wan Kenobi. <laughs> In the opening <Infinite> episode, <laughs> Obi Wan Kenobi buys Luke that little toy spaceship. Do you yeah. remember the one? Do you remember that when he used. Remember berries. It? Remember he was flying it. Well, yeah. this is the backstory to that. That's where he got it from because oh, Obi Wan Kenobi wanted to give it to him. Anyway, he went and spoke to him, and he said, uh, "You know, I've got to train him up. I've got to protect him." And he said, "What? Well, like you did with his father?" No, you keep away from him, because the, the further he is away from anything to do with Jedi's and Sith's, the least likely he is to turn, was the implication of that, yeah? Yeah. So, rather than getting him away from a Sith, they decided the best thing they could do was say, hey, Luke, go and hide in there, mate, because some Tuscan Raiders are going to come, and, yeah. me and me and your Aunt Baru, so they decide they're going to hide out and try, this like deadly Inquisitor is coming to kill us, but we're going to use some blaster rifles, and it'll be all right, we'll, we'll sort this out now.
0: Yeah. It, you know, it, it, it's just like everything good that this episode did with the, the, the Vader and Kenobi confrontation. When you have Luke subjected to this, and Luke was supposed to be spending 20 years on Tatooine from the point he was born to the point that Obi-Wan, you know, eventually meets him and, and takes him off this planet. It was supposed to be a boring existence, but now in between you've got little adventures like this, and it, it just... But he was... Do you remember in that film what was it called Star Wars? He was just like some whiny
1: fanboy. That's all yeah. he was, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Strange, I don't it? No.
0: Let's wrap it up, Neil. Let's wrap it up because I think have we said we literally said a handful of good things about the show. Ultimately, well, Army. like
1: like you say, we got to the end, and the best part was that Reva didn't kill him. She decided no. not to kill him. She had her own redemption. And Luke Skywalker
0: looked at her, he woke up and he went, they'll never know what you sacrificed. That's right. And he said, you can now go and be who you want to be. Yeah. Who are you going to be? And she said, Reaver. Reva Skywalker.
1: And it ended. And it that ended. Was, uh, and that <sighs> was Star Wars. Oh, my God. Yeah. Brilliant, wasn't it? Oh. Basically, if you were going to do a series, I would have liked to see a completely independent series where Kenobi all be having to go off on some adventure, that if I don't do this it's going to bring the empire to tatooine there's a chance the vader might find out
0: yeah
1: if you wanted to do more on the nose you could have had vader hunting for something kenobi hunting for something and for some reason their paths never cross yeah you could have had little flashbacks to the to the yeah. uh the padwan training yeah like you say a little lesson learned at the beginning of every episode you know look at it like um the david carradine Kung Fu series. Yeah, I used to open it with, "Ah, oh, grasshopper, you should, you should always remember this." And funny enough, he'd have to use that technique.
0: Yeah, that episode. Of course, it? he'd have a flashback to his training, and then he'd have him wandering yeah. the earth as Cain, wouldn't he? And he would be putting that training to good use. That's basically what Kenobi should have been. Yeah, but instead we've got we've got a show that seems like it was written like each scene seemed to have been written and directed by a different person. They were, none of it tied together properly in terms of continuity. It, and people are people are loving this show, Neil. People are loving this show, and people who are going to listen to this who would do not feel the same way. We do. They're going to.
1: And rightly so. I mean, if you like something, if you, like and like I said, say, yeah, we're not saying you like you I shouldn't said, like it. But I'm not saying you shouldn't like it, and. You know, we always give out you know, our Twitter handles and stuff like. And if you want to point out that anything I'm saying is wrong, I'm not open to. I'm not open to suggest that I'm always right. Perhaps I'll go. Oh, actually, yeah, you've got a good point there. I personally just don't see it. I just don't see. And there's already talk of season two now, and they, they, they were coming out with this is the most popular series at Disney Plus premiere and stuff like that. And the only thing I can think of is it's just nostalgia bait.
0: Yeah, and again we've and had the again, berries and nostalgia bait,
1: and again we've had the Trojan horse where it's all about Obi Wan Kenobi and Luke. It's not; it's about Reaver and Leia. Yeah,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. Darth Vader is an afterthought, innit? it? And it's just a little sort of tired lines at the end, like, "All oh, right, we're going to throw in a cameo now from yeah, with the Emperor." Uh, actually, I think you should leave Kenobi alone now for the next eight or nine years and get on with your own work. Oh, yeah. oh, I yes, I obey. No, you didn't need to, you don't need to Yeah. I didn't like I say help me Obi-Wan. He gives us like some sort of cryptic but remember if you ever do need me in the future, it's probably best you don't mention any of this. You know, I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. But no, it's not gonna work. The minute the minute I saw the layer was in it, I was like, Oh god. it's the show it's the show's biggest failing. If you wanted to put a, a young character in it, a young female character in it. It's a galaxy. Go and yeah. create a new character. Uh, and if you, are, yeah. if you are going to put Leia in it, if you're going to do the nostalgia bait thing, yeah. give me something to, to, that I can appreciate with that character. Like I say, has she been a spoiled little brat? Well, she was a spoiled little brat because she didn't listen to battles, But has she been like a sort of, I'm the princess. I've never had to like, you know, wash my own face, let alone learn how to disable blaster doors which miraculously this 10-year-old can do, then I could have appreciated it. I could have said, do you know what? I can see now that in that eight, nine years, she took on that experience and she thought to herself, I'm in a a position of power, and plus I'm in a position where I can influence people and I realize that there's bad in in this galaxy and we've got to fight against it. So I will do everything in my power to become a better person. And then by the time we get to Carrie Fisher, we go, that's why she is the way she is.
0: When she's
1: she's like that already, you've deprived that character of the hero's journey yet again. Of course you have. You have. It's just just a complete disservice to these
0: characters. I just don't understand how they
1: think that's a good thing.
0: But, hey, Neil, on the bright side, we also finally saw Liam Neeson as Force Ghost Qui-Gon Jinn.
1: Yeah, because we were expecting that. And that was the thing with the ending of Kenobi, because he sort of came and spoke to Leia. Then he came and spoke to Luke. And you were like, all right, it's over again. And you were like, oh, no, he's going to see Qui-Gon now because he's walking off into the desert on his own. Listen, I've got no problem with Qui-Gon. i got no problem with Liam Neeson. So I'm not saying I didn't want to see him at some point. But again, if you're going to put the cameo in there, make it worthwhile. I was always here. You just uh, didn't know how to ask. No. Well, despite the fact that you've shown me, not only that I can remember, but you've shown me at the beginning of this series, Yoda saying, I will teach you how to speak to your master. Yeah. Yeah. But for the eight or nine years, what was it, like an engaged tone every time he tried to do it? It just makes no sense makes at all. It
0: makes no sense, does it?
1: On the plus side, I go. I will say, I recently saw um, a Liam Neeson film and I thought, oh, he's actually getting on a bit now. And then um, as a force ghost,
0: he looked really good. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> What's your final thoughts, Neil, and score out of 10 for Obi-Wan Kenobi?
1: Final thoughts are just like, listen, I don't think this series ever should have been made much like I don't think a lot of these series should be made. But I fully accept that Disney Plus is a streaming platform that needs to make content. So I fully accept the fact that, yeah, okay, Ewan McGregor's up for it, let's do it. If you're going to do it, do it properly. They didn't. At best, I'm going to give this 5 out of 10. And then that would literally be... I I, I could possibly go lower, but I'm going to be generous. There were certain bits where I was sort of like, hmm, okay. And it didn't frustrate me in the same way book above did. i will be honest i wasn't rushing to watch it every week but by the same token i wasn't as just baffled by the decisions that were being made and i don't know if that's that this is a better show or if
0: I'm just more used to being shoveled shit nowadays.
1: Yeah, I, That's I, the fairest assessment I can give it.
0: Look, I'll, I'll, I'll quote our dear friend, Richie Roberts, who said when this show was first announced and revealed, he said, do we really need an Obi-Wan Kenobi show? And he's he's stuck with our thought all along. And, and uh, I think it is the question we need to ask. Yes, we, we do need new Star Wars content. But did we need this show? Because
1: You've just nailed it. We need new Star Wars, new Star Wars
0: content. They can't give us anything new. They're giving us the same stuff regurgitated, the same characters. But what they're doing whilst they're doing it, they're doing it in such a clumsy, ham-fisted way that they're stepping on the established law of this story.
1: I think you're right. I think the the standout success is The Mandalorian. Yeah. And again, that not relies heavily on, but we got the Grogu factor. And since they did the the Luke Skywalker reveal, they've done it again with Boba Fett, you know, and stuff like that. It's sort of harkening back to, all right, if we just chuck this cameo in now, we'll be all right. I know with Booker Boba Fett, there was rumors one of, we had the similar thing with Han and Chewie turning up and stuff like that. Um, I just think they need to move on. They really, well, I said to you after Boba Fett, I honestly think they shouldn't concentrate on series. They shouldn't concentrate on events. They should just do a weekly show called Star Wars. Yeah. And hopefully out of that they can build stories that'll have time to breathe when you're doing a limited series and you've got six episodes you've got to cut the fat
0: mm-hmm.
1: you've got to trim the fat straight away and you've got to have a running narrative through sometimes I was trying to I was struggling to remember what had happened last week there's no there's no real sort of cliffhanger there's no running narrative through this other than Leia's been kidnapped I've saved her she's been kidnapped again I've saved her. Reaver bad, no Reaver good. No Reaver bad, no Reaver good. There's no running. There's no development of anything throughout this. It's a series of events. It's not a story. <laughs>
0: well, let um, me give you mine then. Uh, Sorry, uh, I didn't interrupt. I'm ranting again. You know, this show, I don't think it needed to be made. And if it did, it should have been made in a vastly different way that it was. The characters of Luke and Leia shouldn't have been involved. It should have been a story about Obi-Wan for whatever reason, having the impetus or the need to go off-planet, on some other adventure and that had nothing to do with Luke or Tatooine, and certainly not Leia. Yeah. They chose to go this route because they seem to think that all we can digest are characters that we've already seen before. And like I said, they're messing up the established Star Wars lore. It's messing with canon, and people are trying to scramble for any number of explanations to, you know, as to why this doesn't mess with the canon. I don't buy it.
1: Listen, with, with something like this, you're always going to have someone who's going to say, ah, but, you know, you're always going to have little leaks. In it. And you could do it in the original trilogy, can't you? you know, why is he calling him Darth? And stuff like that, you yeah. know. And again, they sort of referenced that, didn't they? they oh, they did. Re- in yeah,
0: fairness, they referenced that. And do you know another thing, you actually, come to think of it? I think I've... Because I've even stopped looking at any notes I've got now. One of the things when I talk about f- familiarity, one of the areas I think it would have helped for this to feel more like Star Wars is if they'd given us more of a score... Actual musical score that was reminiscent of the original films. It, because, is, it
1: does seem strange to sort of rely on familiarity and member berries and yeah. then take away one of the biggest aspects of it. Because
0: there was that, that you know, the, the actual slow motion chase actually had music that was very reminiscent of the music in The Empire Strikes Back, where uh, the Snow find Han Solo. That same piece is used later on in the film, then, when the TIE fighters are chasing the Millennium Falcon from Bespin into space. There was music in that little scene that was reminiscent of it. And then finally, when we do hear the, the Darth Vader Imperial March uh, theme used briefly, yeah, it, John Williams' music lifts Star Wars up.
1: By the admission of the of his creator. By the admission yeah. of George Lucas. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and I think ultimately, Neil, right? this whole thing of people trying to say that there's a rift in Star Wars fans, I said, yeah, there is. I think there was a, one YouTuber, I forget who it was, recently said that they believe there's two types of Star Wars fans. And yeah, you can't generalize, but you know it, it applies to a lot of Star Wars fans and their attitude towards Star Wars. You've got those who just love everything with the Star Wars label and with the Star Wars logo, anything that's part of the Star Wars franchise. They'll just lap it up no matter what because they yeah. love the Star Wars brand. They're the fans yeah. of the brand. Then you've got the fans of the Star Wars story, those who want writing and stories that fits together well, that is well executed, well thought out, and gives you a deep and meaningful exploration and evolution of these characters if you're going to keep using the same characters yeah when the story fails like it has here due to poor writing poor dialogue ridiculous plot inconsistencies that completely defy logic you are upsetting the story fans the brand fans are still lapping it up because ooh lightsabers ooh things we're familiar with and this is where this rift is and you can heal it because you, you're still satisfying the brand fans by giving us Star Wars content. Just make it well written and then everyone will be happy. Everyone's a winner. Because you know, what <laughs> have we said before on this podcast, till will be blue in the face. It doesn't cost anything to write things well. Lavish special effects, huge elaborate sets. They cost money. Good writing costs nothing.
1: And it's got to come a point surely whether it's Lucasfilm, whether it's Kennedy, whether it's Disney, whoever, you know, i have got to sit down and think to themselves, we paid over $4 billion for this. Yeah. Yeah. This is something that when we bought it, I had, what, let's call it 30 years worth yeah. of fan loyalty to it. It was you 2012 The either... deal was made, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. Or thereabouts. yeah. So that's what I mean, like, yeah. So we had over 30 years, didn't it, you know, of, like, fan loyalty. Yeah. Yeah. It had a, a brand recognition where you could drop someone in the middle of the... Anywhere, And if you said Star Wars, there's a good chance that someone's going to say, I love that film. Of course. Yeah, or I love that, you know, that story or whatever. The franchise, yeah. Yeah, the franchise. But you just, I can't see how you can continually just keep pissing people off and expect to make a return on it. And they obviously are making a return on it. Like you say, they're, they're opening the theme parks, you know. But it's only going to last so long. Of course. Because, like I said, when I watched the pre- the, tr- the trailer for this, I went, that looks really good. How are they going to fuck this up? And I don't want to think like that. I want to think, oh, there's another new Star Wars show coming out. Hmm. And I will be completely honest with it again. When we're talking about it, we're not saying anything that anyone else far wiser than us hasn't already said. It's just content, content, content. Imagine this as a two-hour movie. Yeah. You make this as a two-hour movie, you work at it. You get a story right, you get the performances right, you get the right people on all, all aspects of that production, yeah? yeah. and you make this a good movie. This cut down to a two-hour movie possibly had a chance. Yeah. This is six 45- or 50-minute episodes. Mm. It's just dragging its heels all the time.
0: Yeah.
1: Now, I fully accept the fact that they need content for their streaming platform. I would have rather have watched on July 30th, We're releasing the the Kenobi movie. It's not going to theatres. It's going on Disney+. Plus. It's exactly the same thing. I would have rather watched one good two-hour episode. Yeah. Yeah? The rest of the month, I've already paid my subscription. You've already got your money off me. Exactly. Yeah? You give me that, I'm happy. Yeah, sure. Week in, week out. I don't want to be, oh, what happened last week? Oh, Okay. Yeah, and it's not because I've got a short attention span. It's because very often, very little had happened that week. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they, they don't seem to understand that this isn't working. I think what
0: you're saying, Neil, is is that you want quality over quantity.
1: Exactly. And like yeah, I say, I if if you want to, if if listen, put me in charge of Disney for a week. Give me 52 episodes of Star Wars once a week. You'll have time. You'll have time to build up characters. Because that's basically what they're giving us. Hmm. They, they're basically, you know, despite the odd sort of break here and there, you're either getting a Marvel show or a Star Wars show every month. You? Sure, of course you are. So once the sets are built, surely get some good writers on board and just run with a story. And if a story's not working and if people are reacting badly to it, you can move on to other stories. Exactly You've got exactly. time for character development. You can have someone in episode 13 doesn't come back till episode 47. But it makes sense when they do. As much, as much as I'm berated, I'm now asking for a weekly program. Right. So I, I'm still, I'm still anticipating that it can be turned round. I just want someone to take charge and actually turn the fucking thing round. Yeah, and,
0: and a bit of insider baseball for those, yeah. you know, listeners who, who, who want to know our thought process when we decide what to do for episodes. You may well have noticed, listeners, that we don't cover the Marvel stuff at the moment. And we haven't covered it since, what was the last Marvel thing we did? One of the Marvel shows last, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, yeah?
1: I think it was. And I I think the last Marvel MCU, well, it wasn't even MCU because it was a Sony production, but the last Marvel film we covered. Spider-Man No Way Home. And truth be told, and I'll complete complete transparency here, we were going to do Doctor Strange 2. We decided we're not doing it. No. And again, we get to the stage where what can we say that hasn't already been said by numerous other people quite rightly? It's not that we can't bring our own take to it. No. We're just
0: reiterating faults that numerous people have noticed. And the only reason we did this episode is because, unlike Doctor Strange 2, nobody asked why we didn't cover that episode, uh, cover that film. Uh, it's strange, isn't it? And yeah. Strange. <laughs> Whereas people were eager to hear what we were going to say about Obi-Wan Kenobi, which is the only reason we've done this episode. Because believe it or not, people as you'll go back and look at the last four episodes we've done, where we've gushed about films like The Godfather, Conan the Barbarian, uh, Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, Blade Runner. We love talking about films and television. We don't like bashing things. We don't like doing it. We take no pleasure in it. As much as there may well have been a lot of snarkiness, sarcasm, and humour throughout this episode, it's simply because that's the best way to approach it, because we don't want to be like these ranting fanboys because we're not that we are just genuinely aggrieved with the fact that this show could and should have been so much better the thing i let it down was the writing
1: and i say i will come to the you know numerous people on youtube um you know uh, i'll name one they were the critical drinker for one you know are are people berating this show but they're berating it for a reason they're not just uh, you know i i know that a lot of people think that is that there's certain factions especially in the youtube fraternity oh yeah i i think the, the people are quite often accused of like so almost like bear beating, and not they? Just yeah. hate they hate mongers. I've watched a lot of this stuff, and I'm like, I fully accept the fact that they're making shit loads of money out of it, mm. but they're right. Yeah. What I will say is as well is with a, especially and I will cite the critical drinker when something's good, he can't wait to jump on it and see how good it is. Like Arcane, the Netflix yeah. show Arcane. <laughs> so, I don't yeah. know what to, I don't know what to do with that really. The thing is, like I say, we seem to be falling in this trap, and I, I I think a lot of it is social media, particularly Twitter, where everyone's in a faction where you're either for or against. Yeah. And if you're against, even if you give legitimate reasons why you're against or why you disliked it, it would be a better way, but not against, just why you disliked it and point out any fault, you're accused of like... Being a hater. Yeah, well, let's be honest, I'm not going to use the word, but you're, accu- you're accused of far worse than that.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. You know... It doesn't help when Disney is saying a week before, if you don't like this character, it's because you're a racist.
0: No, that's right. They, yeah. They, they, they need to start playing it. And Are they doing
1: that? Because that gives them free press. But then you've got people, you know, again, not saying anything that anyone else has said before. You've got people like John Boyega coming out and saying, you didn't know how to use my character. You just agreed. Yeah, me. they didn't. You know, so stand by your conviction. If you're going to write a strong female character, or, but if you're going to do that, then credit them, credit them. with fucking putting the work in. Don't just put them there as tokens, because that's unfortunate. That's how it comes a lot. That's how it comes across a lot of the time. Did I actually get a score out? You get this
0: time? Oh, I didn't. You, you, no, sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll I'll go with you, Neil. Um, I'm tempted to go lower, but just to keep it simple, I'll give it a five out of ten. Excellent. So it's a 4.89 <laughs> verdict for Obi wan Kenobi, a five out of ten. And I will see you, say Neil. Those YouTubers who are critical of this and other shows and films, they make money. Film89 podcast, we don't make a penny from it. It costs us money to make for you uh, guys and girls out there. The difference being, if things carry on and the next Star Wars show or whatever it is, is subpar like we started to do with Marvel, we just won't be covering it because we don't enjoy bashing things. We get no pleasure from it. We certainly don't get any financial gain from it. So Disney, you'll be losing us. We won't be renewing our Disney subscriptions. Just please, do better. Yeah, you Earn your money.
1: And again, like we go back to episode one, what I was saying, there's no one sat around this table that doesn't genuinely want Star Wars to be good. Exactly. That's right. I would love every month to do a new episode on a new Star Wars uh, production and be able to randomly randomly, about how good it is.
0: Yeah, agreed. Couldn't agree with you more, mate. Yeah. Anyway, I'm done. (laughs) Neil, where can people find you on social media to send you the absolute tirade of abuse that both of us are doubt (laughs) going to get?
1: You can find me on Twitter at (laughs) SkyMovies. At gaskin or you can get me through
0: the main website for the film. Yeah. Yeah, you can find me uh, on Twitter at (laughs) Richard_underscore_Roberts. James (laughs) Cole. No, you can find me on Twitter and Facebook at Sky Movies. You can find us all at Film89UK on Twitter and Facebook, please. If you want to email us some private abuse, you can send it admin at film89.co.uk. And please, like I say, we give you this content for free. And judging by the response our last couple of episodes have had, you're loving it. And we we love you for loving us. But please, give us an Apple Podcast review. It really will mean a lot to us. (sighs) That... Until next time, when hopefully we'll be uh, talking about something with a hell of a lot more positivity,
1: stay safe, but more importantly. I was going to say, may the force be with you, but you know what? Stay classy. And if you can, take the high ground.
0: We're out of here.